Hey, welcome to the Real Point Exchange. I am Adam, and tonight we are doing a uh, session two of Fear Itself. And joining me at the table are uh, Chris Hammond. I'm uh, reprising my role of Cerise Benoit, um, who is reprising her role as Novak the Occultist in this LARP game. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> and next on the list is. The birthday boy. Uh, hi, I'm Darth, and I will be playing uh, Dave Crowder, who is playing Cave Thumbhammer, the Paladin of Paylor. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I was trying to make, trying to make a Sir Palin joke in my head real quick about Paylor. But... And, and by the way, that's Sir Thumbhammer to you. Mm. Wait, I thought his name was Buff Drink Lots. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I found my I found my my uh, David Ryder name on Tumblr, but I can't remember what it was. But it was like beef slab steak. <laughs> and finally, uh, Ops, uh, introduce yourself and tell us about the three characters or two characters you're playing. Fucking meta. Hello, I am Opshan Sergeant, and I am uh, playing Jane Goodall. No relation. Um, who is also playing Dramatica Silver Eyes, the Druid. <laughs> the Bruid? The Druid. Not a Bruid. Totally different. And to get this out of the way, too, we have, um, we're going to be minus the player, so we're going to, you know, narratively write him out pretty soon here, so we'll get rid of the EMT character. <laughs> the, the is going to be alcohol? Is that, is that the reason it's going to be alcohol related? <laughs> Good possibility. Good possibility. But, uh, Darth, or excuse me, Dave, what was, your son's name is Justin. Now, are your, your son that you're bringing into danger, what is he playing? I think, I think I'm bringing him to an educational and fun day out in the woods. Oh, definitely. Um, but he is playing, uh, he is playing Dark Shadow Stab Base, the Drow Rogue. <laughs> Christ. Does he wear the makeup like the crow? Yes. Oh man, out of character real fast. Uh in the thirteenth age game that uh Rob's running, yeah. my character is a smuggler who specifically um specializes in special snowflake smuggling out of the underground. So I <laughs> I'm basically the uh, foremost dritzed Dorden smuggler oh, in the world. I, TG. Well, that's where they all come from, you bastard. <laughs> I mean, I also smuggle out the people who are trying to hunt them. It's equal opportunity. You, I, should, I you should let the pack be thinned, sir. Yeah. <laughs> should, they, they, there should be government licensing, licensing of that. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Somewhere, there is a casting of a drow uh, who escaped the Underdark and is and just cast them as like a Eastern European immigrant? You must come to surface, cousin. Here, many people are around, and women not beat you in face for look at them. <laughs> That's basically what I was thinking of when I came up with this idea. Driss's cousin Roman. Oh, Roman! Welcome to America. Grand Theft Auto. Your skin I, I is remember. purple, but your heart is good. <laughs> 
<laughs> awesome. Well, we better move on here. We, we, we got derailed before it even started. So last week we did, we uh, learned that your characters were going to participate in a live, uh, well, I guess it kind of goes with it, with a LARP, but in a competitive LARP that has the potential for a $10,000 grand prize and well. a sponsorship. So you rent a van and you drive several hours away from your nice undisclosed um, home city location. And while driving, you encountered a car wreck, which you damn near became a part of. And uh, at the scene of said car wreck, our one person who is somewhat um, touched by psychic powers that no one else knows about. Touched by an angel. angel. Noticed a figure shimmering in the lights, and it had golden glowing eyes, and then it disappeared. And after giving your police uh, reports or statements and so forth to the police, you hop in the car and drive back, or continue your drive to Alderac. The, the LARP. So, picking up where we left off, upon pulling into the parking lot, half an hour late, you hit a large parking lot. It's outside the state park. You see a lot of vans and larger vehicles. And, way, yeah, go ahead. Just to show that I'm really getting into character, I actually oh brought my LARP sword. Oh, my God. Nice. That's good radio. <laughs> yeah. I'm waving an enormous red foam sword right now, viewers. <laughs> it is truly impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it I mean, really hurts to hit people with it. It's great. It looks like something from a fucking Final Fantasy game. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the maximum allowable length for a Baxter sword. <laughs> so, I was going to say, that thing's like the size of you. Where did you get this? <laughs> The internet. Uh, of course. So you no more than shut the engine off and start opening up the doors when you see a gamer that you you recognize from your local group just run up to run up to the side of the van and he goes, where the fuck have you been? And you're looking at uh, Marty Moran. You know him, like I said, he's from your local gaming scene. He kind of helped organize you, like help you guys with the entry entry fees, or not entry fees, but registration, and there's a couple of other local groups that are competing, so he did all that arrangement, and kind of a little short, stocky, mousy man, he has a brown cape, plaid shirt, corduroy pants, rubber elf ears on, just, I mean, just kind of a hodgepodge of um, acronistic uh, wardrobe, so. So he looks like a bad SCA reject. Yeah, it's... He's got yeah, the ears wearing, like elf ears and contacts and hobbit feet. <laughs> no, he has on elf ears and orc fangs and a dwarf beard. Some of the thick You're glasses. Not sure. Like you know, mash. he invented his own race class. <laughs> he's so a half orbit. <laughs> no, he's a half dwarf, half elf, half hobbit, half troll. He's a whole troll. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> So guys, where the fuck have you been, man? You were supposed to be here, like, like at least a half hour ago. Like people, are, like they're already getting ready to start. What, what the hell's a big holdup? Oh, hey, Marty. Sorry, uh, we were in a car crash. We were absconded on the road, and a we ca- ate it. Oh, fellow citizen. Oh, he's already in character. 
Indeed. I. A car crash. I'm a crush. God. Uh, was uh, was forced to render aid as is given in my paladin oath. All right. So, uh, I'm gonna see if I can uh, get Marty to work on work uh work with me here. Uh, I've always known he's kind of had a crush on me. Okay. So, uh, is that would that be a flirting spend or flirting or if I mean he has a soft spot? It would, I would take any kind of social skill because you, you right. could tell he's yeah. highly agitated. I mean, if you just want to use reassurance, that would be fine too. Yeah, I'm going to run interference here. I'm going to I'm going to say, Sir Hammer Crush, um, uh, your uh, son appears to have lost one of his shoes. Dad. Ah, a mighty quest for Sir Smash Hammer. But yeah, um, I don't have reassurance, so. I, f- I would. I mean, I'd accept flirting if you okay. wanted to. So, so. I'm, I'm really, really sorry, Marty. I. It was just. It was. It was so scary, and we just needed someone <laughs> like you there to help us. Oh hey. my God! You're first white knighting him. <laughs> All right, so knock one off on your points there for the for this the one point spend on flirting. Um, he kind of locks just, up. Go ahead. If you could just help us get through this real fast. I, I, I know we're late, and I'm so sorry. Oh, I am, but it's soft and weak oh, woman. God. <laughs> God oh. well, I jabbed Sir Hammer Crush on this side. Shut up. I'm glad, I'm glad he, it looks like none of you ever heard. He kind of, like, after his jaw kind of, you know, lifts back up from the shocked expression on his face. Like, <laughs> listen, listen, we'll catch up later. Just go ahead. Like, I'll, I'll phone. I know a guy. I'll, I'll get him to delay it just a little bit. Like, just, just like, leave your shit in the van or whatever. Like, don't worry, I'm packing right now. Just go, go, go. I'll, try, I'll do a, I'll make a quick phone call and see if, you know, if I can buy you some time. To the castle of administration! <laughs> so yeah. I'll, I'll just give him a winning smile. It's like, thank you so much and grab my wizard staff. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he points you in kind of the general direction of a, a very large uh, log cabin, and uh, he, you, you see him kind of frantically pulling out his um, <clears throat> phone and like dialing as you walk away. So it's like as you as you near it here, you see like smaller cabins kind of lined up around here, and you get the impression that this place is kind of on that summer camp kind of set up here like you're going the area that you're going to here you can kind of see bunks off to the side so you assume this is like it's like one of those places where they've actually set up like a whole camp out in the woods uh, there are places yeah there there are places like that but at least in in this part here you're going to um like i said it's it's like a summer camp kind of set up you see um cabins but you like you're aware that you're not going to be saying in this, it's like, like the whole deal is you roughing. This is just like where ceremonies take place and whatnot. So base going, camp, if you will. Yeah. Going in, going up to it, like I said, it looks like it could either be a mess hall meeting area, whatnot. Pretty large. It seems to be two stories anyway. Walking into, uh, walking into the mess hall, you do see that, um, there's people like folding chairs and at least, you know, 60 or 70 people just at a glance. You can kind of see everybody sitting in the chairs and they have um, like a, a stage set up, so to speak. 
and uh, a podium and a couple chairs with people sitting to the side. And then you see a, um, like a large shape off to the left hand side of the stage. Like it's got uh, a huge tarp over top of it. And uh, you recognize from like your research of this event that uh, the man standing at the podium is uh, Live Games CEO, which is, Live Games is the one putting on the Elder Act, um, LARP, Corey Slumman. He's also, <clears throat> he kind of dressed like a douche, almost like Marty in a bit. He's wearing khaki pants, like God forbid, Docker shoes, got polo shirt, you know, he's got the Live right, Games. Jane is disgusted <laughs> that this man is not in character yet. <laughs> she just like looks up and down and she's like, Ah, it, 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 I'm glad you mentioned that because it really, a time traveler, such strange clothes. It does really, it does really kind of contrast with what you see out in the, um, out in the crowd too. You camp like that. You have a a mismatch. Destroying my experience. (laughs) You're breaking my immersion. That's a terrible example. If anyone looks over at Cerise, she's vaping. Nice. He's saying that because I'm vaping into the mic. <laughs> um, Did you build a vaping setup into one of those long-stemmed hobbit pipes? Nope, just an e-cig. God damn it. I'm an occultist. I have strange occult artifacts. Oh, the um, the rest the of the people... <laughs> Hello, plot here. Sorry. <laughs> plot coming through. <laughs> okay. Alright, uh, so... Corey is really, like, definitely doesn't fit in with the rest of the surroundings. Like, uh, the, uh, the, you know, 60, 50, 70, just how many ever people. There's most of the chairs that you see are filled up and you're actually having to take a seat toward the back. All the goody two shoe, apple polisher type people have already took all the good seats up front. Everybody has, like, is wearing elaborate fantasy costumes of, Varying genres. I mean, there's a couple of elves, elves that you see that you can definitely pick out that there is um, Spock ears on them instead of of elf ears. You see uh, some people, their outfits are dressed in like uh, tulle, you know, like the really soft kind of um, like ballet garment style material. And Dave, with your uh, investigative procedures... Uh, points, which you don't have to spend for this. You just get this. Like, you could definitely tell that some of these costumes are not going to make it through the weekend here. Like, people have dressed to look good. They're not dressed for functionality. Whereas, opposed to you're wearing like chain mail that you paid more than you cared to admit for. Oh no, he he loves talking about it. <laughs> Yes, no, he loves talking about how he got a really good deal on his chainmail from this tiny village in India where they'll do it for like three cents a ring. God, I hate him. Sometimes, just like, ugh. So, as, um, if Corey notices you as you walk in, he doesn't really say anything, and he's almost got this, like, enthusiasm, like, that you would see, like, on Blue's Clues or something like that. Like, hey, guys, Blue's got a clue. Where's Blue? You know, like really oh, animated. <laughs> I succeed at resisting the urge to punch him right in his stupid mouth. He's he's trying to psych everybody up, again, and he and he says, "Participants, this weekend's event. 
uh, excuse me, participants of this weekend's event have an opportunity to get in on the ground floor of the most exciting project in gaming history. Live games and his gestures to some of the people behind him will be ramping up its operations quickly. And as it expands, it expands. It will need experienced gamers such as yourself to run these organized events. Today's events winners may be tomorrow's highly compensated live game employee. With stock options and exciting profit uh, participation plan, players advance in rankings according to a point system. Showing up gets you points. Slight pause. You kind of he kind of glances in your direction a little bit, and you see a couple other people kind of snobbily glance back at you. Showing up gets you points. Winning gets you a lots of points, and recu- recruiting new players gets you super bonus points. Live gaming is going to be the new poker. Once people discover that there's a competitive element to LARPing and there's money to be won, they're going to flock to this hobby in droves. But gamers present tonight and those attending follow-up events around this great continent and in the UK will have a leg up. Somewhere in this crowd tonight may be the next Tiger Woods or Barry Bonds of live-action role-playing. But enough of reality. It's time for, and apparently he has a like a, a stomp box effects pedal, like beneath the podium, because you hear you you actually see him jerk a little bit, like as he stomped on something. You hear it go, "It's time for Eldorado," and it echoes off. So, are you immersed? He no. no Cerise is trying not to laugh. I wish I'd actually use my mixing board for this. Yeah. I, I do have an effects processor on it that I could have like either made that sound really good or fucked it all up. You can fix no. it. No, it's just she's not taking this that seriously. <laughs> so Corey steps aside and uh, the the people like you see a couple of workers dressed up on the like on the side in armor, walk up and pull the large tarp off of a very large, we're talking like 12 to 15 foot large dragon puppet. And in a booming pre-recorded voice, cause you can kind of see it's almost like hokey eighties kind of stuff. Like <clears throat> the eyes of this puppet lights up and then you hear sound emanating from in it. That's amplified. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> in an echoing voice, it's, as it speaks to the crowd as smoke whooshes from its mouth in dry ice machines, most likely. You don't sell actual smoke. Players represent the greatest heroes of the Silver Kingdoms, a beautiful land that has known peace and prosperity for a thousand years. <sighs> More smoke. But now, as a prophecy has foretold, a horde of orcs is soon to descend upon the land, threatening to tear it to pieces. <sighs> I should be hitting my vape when I do this <laughs> with war looming, the silver kingdom must rename themselves adopting their dark, uh, adopting their dark and ancient battle name until peace reigns again. The land must become Eldorak. <sighs> nah, didn't work. I, I breathed it. Um, Player groups must stand in the way of this advancing menace, driving back the foul orcs for another thousand years. Each of them will be assigned a territory within the the area of the park reserved for gaming, in which they must defend with their lives. Each team 
works, excuse me, each of the teams is to be equipped with one of the great tokens, an amulet, which will give them power against the orcs. But alas, the forces of evil have broken into the royal chamber and stole one or two chests where the seals were stored. Thus, only half the great heroes will be able to wield these precious artifacts. And then... So, Corey steps back out and, and goes. So, guys... I hope you like the show. We're going to take a uh, – the staff has got a few things to set up. We're going to take a brief intermission here. Please feel free to uh, mingle amongst yourself. There's some refreshments set up on the side there. And uh, we will reconvene in just uh, – in the next 30 minutes. And we will assign uh, territories and um, squads. And with that, everybody applause. Yeah. And Corey Walton. Off the turkey legs. You know that's actually uh, ostrich, right? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm turning aside to Justin, and I'm saying, you know what? No matter what your dad says, if you don't get one of those treasure treasure chests, you know you're still cool, okay? <laughs> so, all right. So we only have thirty minutes, guys. So yeah, you have thirty minutes of. One of the other aides, after Corey walks off, he kind of look. He, you see him kind of stand up and sigh, and walks up to the mic. He goes, "Excuse me, guys. What? Where Mister Slotman has has uh, has uh, uh, neglected to mention to you is that uh, we're going to be deciding. We're going to be divvying up tokens. So, um, if you check with the event court." If you check with the event coordinators uh, located around the room, we have uh, each group designated there. So, you know, so he goes in. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm sorry. I'm uh, So, yeah, if you so go. Wait, how are we supposed to know which one we're supposed to go to? I think you can just check with one of the one of the event organizers there. But the, okay. he's, it'll, it'll mention and then. The format is that you will do a petition, and the uh, the members who make the greatest petition before Mister Salmon will be able to uh, Salmon, excuse me, will be able to have one of the great tokens. Everyone else will have to make do with what they got. So petition, you, yeah. So you've got th- you've got thirty minutes to uh, arrange. Like, how are you going to convince them to um, that you deserve the uh, great token? Okay. So. Out, out of character, as I rambled through that there, because I didn't make good notes on this section. Essentially, this like so, like they're going to divide. They're, they've divided each of the groups that are registered up into different teams that are going to kind of work together under one big group. And of these teams, each each uh, group or each individual group is going to send somebody to petition the king, which would be uh, Corey. For one of the tickets, and whoever does the best job in each group will get one of the great tokens. What's the policy on smacking him with with foam weaponry until he gives us a token? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Um, I'm actually tempted to uh, spend a point of flattery here. Um, I, I, I try and call the call the guy back. Um, just as with a last question, I'm like, so, so what's he really looking for? Here? I mean, you know, a smart guy like you, I'm sure you're well connected in the in the LARP community. I, I know I, you can pro- probably help us out. Um, and I, 
So I give him my best winning look. Um. <laughs> okay. So with a, with a one-point swing, he does kind of look over his shoulder and goes, I, all you got to do is, like, you, you've got to plead your case as best as you can, which, I mean, that, that, that much is obvious. But, you know, you can do things, like, it's not officially against the rules that you could do things to... You know, sway the odds in your favor. Like, so be creative, but be aware that if you start, if any physical altercations happen or, you know, you do anything illegal or unprofessional, uh, you will be disqualified from the event and you're like, well, the offending party will be disqualified and, uh, the rest of the team will go in without you. Oh, I know, I know, but I'm, I mean, like there's some must be some element of judgment going on here. I mean, there's probably like is it just whoever gets the most votes or Well, no, it's there's only one vote that you get. And it's a uh, it is Corey's or Mr. what was the hell is his name? Corey Sloman. Sloman? Sloman, yeah. Sloman, yeah. Mr. Sloman. It's it's his it's his call ultimately. So, however you impress him, you don't have to impress me. You don't have to impress anybody else. Just be. Oh, well, that's what I meant. Is he angling towards any kind of particular theme, or just showing that you're the best? So like, what do you do? like? Just play on your skill set. Like, okay. Uh, all right. Um, sure. I'm Delightfully saying. vague. Yeah. Yeah. I so I didn't get my. Uh... Money's worth out of that one. Yeah. Well, added. Yeah, there's nothing really particular about that, unfortunately. But out of character, what you could do here is this: like, so you, uh, one of the group, we'll say Justin, walks up and picks up a form from one of the group coordinators, and it is uh, they got you divided up like your group. You're divided up with uh, six other teams of you know four to five people and stuff like that. So. Should be thirty of you guys in your one group. So you're going up against like six other individual pieces, uh, people. Excuse me. Um, so you do like as you go through the list. So you do you do recognize one group of um, you. You kind of grown your eyes. I mean, not grown. How do you grown your eyes? Fuck. You kind of you grown your eyes. Yeah. You uh you do recognize a few of the names on the list here. Oh yeah? Like what? Ah. <laughs> she, you you recognize the names Charles Minot, uh George Salinas, Tim Hasten, Sally Callow, and Rick uh Sterwit, uh, You recognize them from your local gaming scene. Like what's what's their deal? They're World of Darkness fans. Uh, yeah, they, they, yes. they, you see, you see written above their names, the Rose Gloom Knights. Oh God! I don't care about anyone. This is in character. Okay, I do not care about anyone else. We need to take them down. Agreed. <sighs> you just leave them to me. Yeah, I feel a little bad about it, but <laughs> there's a little bit of competitiveness in that. In that. In that LARPer's soul, yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they're they're into World of Darkness when there's so many story games that are so much better. 
they were really like when they joined your group, they were trying. Oh, not your group, but they joined the local scene. Like they jumped they in orgies, well, orgies everywhere. They, they jumped. They jumped in at um, around the Halloween special you guys ran, and there was kind of a Ravenloft theme with that particular LARP, and like everybody got along great with them, even though that definitely Charles was a bit pretentious and all. But, you know, it kind of fit his vampire character. But after Halloween, like, they kept insisting and insisting and insisting on continuing this theme instead of things going back to as they regularly were. And to your amazement, they actually stuck with the LARP. They have not dropped out of it, but everything they do is begrudgingly, and they tried to add their dark clove smoking it's closed cigarette smoking, like, ways to each and every... Ugh, I cannot stand them, Cerise Vapes. My, so we actually have a mutually hated enemy. Yeah. Now, the others you don't recognize, and also, let's look at your... Uh, like I said, I, I didn't have a... I do apologize not having a whole lot on that spin there, but uh, look at your um, academic or definitely interpersonal skills. Those would be the kind of things that would definitely, unless you were going to try to do a little more risky stuff, such as like, if you did anything under basic, like definitely filter or anything like that, or mechanics to sabotage something or whatnot, you do run a risk of failure that could result in somebody being disqualified. Um, I'm curious. Okay. What would, uh, so we have to actually spin to get stuff. Yeah. I'm going to spend a point of negotiation to gather up a bunch of sort of vaguely like-minded, like, you know, the people who showed up in, like, the crappy gear. So you're you're gathering up the grognard factor. Yes, I I will gather up the grognards, and I will say to them, we must destroy the fate, the fatists, and the wadheads. Uh, they cannot be allowed to take role-playing in their filthy direction. They never even play... They don't even know what Thaco is. You say this, like, well, kind of ignoring that, like, two people in your group are mainly story gamers, too. <laughs> yes. I'm well, our job is to infiltrate. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I was going to ask. I didn't get much out of that flattery point, so it, I, do I still count it as spent? I wouldn't. I mean, I didn't have a lot to... To throw at you on that, unfortunately, I was trying to pull something out of thin air, but it was much like um, uh, Athena cannot spring through my from my head like Zeus. It does, so nah. You just well, keep, keep your point. What I what I gathered from that is that the rules themselves are kind of purposely vague. Yeah, they're subjective. It's 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 women fancy. So <sighs> now, Darth, with your with your run in with the, with the grognars, they go. Listen, I'm, a, I, I'm one of the guys. Hey, Grizzle Man, you. Actually, like he's almost dressed identical to you for some reason. You're kind of eyeing each other. Go, listen. I don't want, I don't want these assholes to win any more than you do. But I, we're we're in it to win it too, you know. Like then, truce, as it were. We eliminate them. Then we settle this like the men we are. An enemy of my enemy is my friend. Is that it? Indeed. Indeed. Aye. He reaches his he hand. Out his mead horn. 
Uh, no, he he reaches his hand out, and you clasp each other like at damn near the elbows, like any good me- medieval. Oh. Like. <laughs> Still just vaping, just watching them and vaping. He okay. pulls out his mead horn. It has Jack Daniels in it. Yeah. So if we were going to go with the uh, and just kind of interject in it here, you guys can make whatever you want. Like we, I out of character. What I'm going to do is like. I'll have you roll for it here, but like, however, yeah, the more things you could do, I can try to get you a modifier just to, you know, depending like story wise, if it makes sense that you would get some kind of edge up on it. So, I'm, uh, I'm personally going to focus on our presentation because I feel like that's going to be important. Yeah. So someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I suggest one of the other guys focus one, one of the other two, uh, focus on, Taking out rival groups, okay. Starting with the fucking world of darkness, motherfuckers. I plan to infiltrate them. Okay. All right, infiltrate them, steal their stuff, wreck their shit, wreck their shit. Yeah. Right. Um. Hey. Yeah. I have a terrible idea. <laughs> I like to sound of this. Go for it. The medic, I know for a fact, or the EMT, I know for a fact, has some good shit. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of open my hand and produce. Now, who wants to plant this in their bags? You're a paladin. I'm out of character right now. I've got my hand on my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So, so you're going. You're you are um, convinced. Bash hammer thrust would never do such a foul thing. Dave clouded though. <laughs> okay, so you you are going to um, like try to talk the junkie into giving you some of his sash so you can like yeah, plan it on. Too. Okay, think um, think about how much, how many pills you could buy for uh, $10, ten grand. Yeah, well, in, in this instance, like you know, normally I would just give it to you, but I'm going to ask you to do like I need I need you to do kind of a row for it because like, dude, it's a junkie. And like, like, so we're going to treat, uh, the EMT, which was his name, Alex. I can't even remember what it is. Yeah, it was Alex. Hmm. We're going to treat Alex like an NPC when we, we utilize him. So, um, what, so Darth, you're, are you, are you going to break cop talk on him? Are you going to try to swing swing the long dick of the law on him? Like, what are you doing? I don't want to be a jerk. Like, I don't want to make him mad at me. So I'm actually going to. What would it be to basically say, you owe me, I saved your ass, like, from, I saved your, I saved your fucking job. Looking at your stats right now. I've got um, negotiation or reassurance to me. Or- I spend another point of negotiation. Yeah, you just, like, the other thing you really, like, I just say that is your actual negotiation thing. Like, you, you got the guys, like, everybody agreed to do stuff, but, like, Walking up and clasping hands with them and stuff like that, saying "I'm going to beat those guys' ass," doesn't really. I. You don't feel like that's a spin. Yeah, I don't really feel like that's a a spin. Like, there's nothing really. Like, there was no angle that we were going with that. So, but if you want to do this, so uh, with a reassurance spin, your original, like your one point there, we'll count that. So, Uh, what what do you tell a junkie? Like. Uh 
basically, I'm going to spend a point of negotiation to say, I covered your ass once. I can cover your ass again. If you want me to cover your ass again. Oh, by the way, does anyone actually have filch before we do this? Oh, yeah, I have a lot of filch. Oh, shit. In that case, yeah, I will co- and I'll cover your ass again. You know you're going to fuck up again. So when you fuck up, you know who to call. Or you could not. And then, you know, we don't really need a cleric anymore. You you see him kind of glance around nervously. He's like, listen, man, this shit, it's not like I'm doing heroin or something here, man. It's, it's just over-the-counter stuff. I mean, not over, well, it's not really over-the-counter. Yeah. It's, it's prescription. It's not like it's under-the-counter. Yeah. Like it's, controlled <laughs> substances or anything. So he is going to roll a stability here. I don't think I don't think that's how spending investment No, no it, it does and I'm just trying to figure out for him. I mean, you get your stuff anyway. I'm just trying to like you're speaking for someone who knows what it's like when you run out of cigarettes and stuff like that and you're snowed in a house for 2 days and you think that you would actually walk 3 miles in snow to go buy cigarettes. I am familiar with how addiction works. We all have us. <laughs> the, he um he, you see him kind of, he turns his side, he's like, fuck. And you see him kind of open a bottle and shake out a handful of pills and uh, drop them in a half-used pack of cigarettes. And he hands you a bottle and you, you hear, you know, it kind of tinks a little bit when he hands it over. Listen, I just left a few in it. I just got enough to help me through it. Um, so here, and he kind of, and the worst way possible like nobody's really paying attention to you but you're groaning inwardly because if you run a stake out you know that like hey there's that drug deal going on right here oh, hey it's a drug deal he hands you the bottle like 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 seriously. that shit man like i i don't like it it doesn't hate you notice that it's just a pill bottle it's unlabeled he does, it doesn't have his name on it thank god and um like he just kind of like i'm gonna go get some punch man uh yeah, well, yeah, I will pull out a a uh, I don't know what to call it, like a like a napkin or a bandana, and just wipe down the bottle, and then wrap it in the bandana and hand it to Cerise. You know what to do. Yep. All right. So before um, <laughs> we commit a felony. Yeah, my current plan is basically uh, since I'm doing the presentation as well. Okay. What I want to do is kind of draw on my own knowledge as a psychic and read the aura of whoever is operating the dragon to kind of fit, to figure out what they would want, like what would pique their interest the most. Hmm. Okay, just uh, clarify something for me real quick. So you're wanting, uh, if I understand this correctly, you're wanting to kind of read aura and see... Um, check the person that's running the dragon. Like, what's the angle you're going to be uh, pursuing on this? Like, what they they need most? Like, what would most interest them in the presentation? Okay. Like, what would uh, what would get us the win, as it were? Or uh, let me let me check something here under sensitive, real quick to make sure. We see security. Premonition, remote viewing, sensitive. Okay, so for because I put um, ores on there because well, technically you see 
here's what here's the definition of it. I just want to kind of we'll throw this out here. To those who have the sight, they see every living organism is surrounded by nimbus energy. By studying the color and movement of this energy, you gain insight into people and animals. When you try to read a person's aura, you can examine the subject's general emotional state, determine which of the following adjectives best fits his current condition. Joyful, depressed, angry, amused, frightened, relaxed. Mm. Or you could tell whether the subject is healthy or unhealthy or determine if an object is under the influence of a spirit or supernatural being. You know, since I created these characters for you, Chris, I would totally be... um, it would actually fit in line with your last psychic encounter. Um, I would almost be tempted to say that you would just switch your, since we're not far into it, we switch your ability if you want to sensitive instead of aura reading. Okay. Yeah, that works better. It, um, whenever people experience powerful emotions, they leave behind faint, uh, psychic residue, which sensitive such as yourself can detect even years after the fact, the emotional fallout. From especially traumatic events can impose itself on you automatically. Usually, though, you spend a few minutes concentrating, you are able to read the most powerful feelings associated with a given location. So we're just going to, like, you're going to set your sensitivity on really one person instead of um, one person instead of, like, you know, the hall or something like that. So you're going to focus on him. Yeah. So... Okay. All right. Maybe one second. I I wasn't prepared for this power. I mean, if I have to spend points to use it, I'll just fall back on other skills. But uh, deliberately use the turning on your sensitivity costs two points of uh, per instance. Yeah. Then never mind. Okay. I'll. Uh, in that case, I'll uh, think about. So they they obviously went into a lot of work to to build this giant ass puppet. Yeah. And uh he talked a lot about, you know, magic and saving the universe versus the orcs. Yeah. What I'm thinking of doing is uh using my personal interest in occultism, occult studies, okay, to build up our our own history. Okay. So, like, we are the, uh, we are from the shrine of, uh, the shrine of seven, seven deaths. We've, uh, we have been holding these ancient artifacts for so long that we, we are, and, and of our, in and of ourselves are, uh, have more skill to control the great tokens than anyone else in this room, anyone else in this, uh, encampment. So basically I'm just building up a pattern for us. Okay. Okay, so awesome. I definitely will accept that. So you're going to be the one giving the speech as well. Is that what yeah. you're? Or you're going to be the one presenting? Okay. Sweet. And while like while I'm doing that, I'm just like wandering around, muttering to myself, like yeah. as if I'm practicing a speech. And I'll uh, head on, incidentally, head on over to where uh, the vampire folk are. Okay. Sean, uh, Sean, you let's cover you real quick. Uh, you also mentioned you were going to go stalk out your your latest sin and like your old nemesis. Um, you do see them kind of gathered on the side there. Like I, I, I went through their descriptions briefly, about just kind of go over their names once more. There's Charles, George, uh, Rick, Sally, and Tim. You know that uh, 
Charles and Sally are, I don't know, if they're not dating or at least involved in some way, you'd be surprised. Like, she, even in this fantasy setting, you can tell that most of them have, like, makeup on, like, corpse makeup, so forth. Um, you know, uh. Bunch of necromancers. Yeah. Bastards. Rick, Rick from your, like, you can see he's even packed his, uh, his crossbow into the uh, deal there. Right. Oh, boy. He's, he's the one that, um, you know, you, you wouldn't be surprised if he walked in into a factory and went postal on somebody or something like God. that. Oh, so he's Darth. Uh, I really uh, hope they manage to confiscate that for a man. George, George is the um, kind of the bitch of the group. Like, he... He's the gopher, and by gopher, I mean they send him on all the errands and stuff like that, and he's trying so desperately to please him, while Tim is uh, just the resident, the the rules lawyer of the group, or he's the trivia spouting know-it-all. Okay, um, so overall, who would be top dog here? Who's the guy who usually influences the most? Definitely Charles. Now, they don't notice you at this point as you kind of walk over and you can kind of see them all huddled up. So like, okay. Um, what I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to run back to the station wagon. Um, I'm going to grab my garment bag and jet to the nearest, um, private location to, uh, jump into my costume. So, um, I don't know if, uh, Hammond wants to go first with his, uh, interactions here. I might be okay with that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's go with Hammond first here. Um, see if he can distract people a little bit. Okay. For let's follow this up just a tad bit more. So you're stepping outside right now. And, okay. um, I would uh, like you to, uh, make a sense trouble check. Uh, okay. So, Let's like I said, here. you can roll base or you can do spins, but, um. Sense trouble. Okay. Uh, that's 2d6 at base. I, I, it's, it's just, at base, it's just 1d6. It's always going to be 1d6. I misspoke okay. earlier when I said we needed two of them. Okay, dope. All right, let's try that at base. And I get a three. Three's good enough to do it. There's, nobody's really hiding anything, but like what you see does kind of sh- strike you as odd and potentially unethical. You see mm-hmm. members of, li- of the live game group, uh, you know, the ones hosting it. They're they're walking, they're going vehicle to vehicle, and they're trying them and opening them up. And you can actually see them going through people's equipment. You see. Like, you're not seeing, you're seeing them take stuff out, but the things that you're seeing them take out are, like, camping equipment. You're seeing them take out, like, a cooler. You see them actually take out one of those large, like, bopper sticks like Darth has in the background there. You see them take it out and then place it back in the van. So, from from what you, they haven't noticed you open the door yet, but, like, the entire staff is going through and taking out, um, like items and like I said, most of them are camping ones or coolers or, you know, you see bags of food, like Walmart bags with cookies and shit like that. They're all kind of like tagging, putting everything together and tagging it. Uh, the vehicles that like they try and the doors are locked. They, um, are 
like writing down the license plate. So they haven't noticed you and they haven't made it to your van yet. Now, do you want to, uh, I'll give it to, did you lock your car door? If you, if you want to proceed with this, did you lock the van door or is it unlocked? Uh, I would take in this place, uh, preparedness. If you want to make a preparedness road to have locked your van. This is a night spot. Oh, yeah. agent's dog. Yeah. Oh, wait, we do have preparedness. Yeah. <laughs> we actually do have preparedness. And I was going to get said about locking my car. It's true. Oh, Dramatica yeah. would probably also lock up. Did, did, was that said? I don't recall. If it was, I'll believe you. No, we never <laughs> specifically said it, but. True. Said it. I, I sort of assumed one locks one's car in an unfamiliar place. Yeah. True. So. Like, if you want to say, like, they break into your car, that's one thing. But. Well, if you want to say that you actually had the keys and Darth doesn't have them, then, like, make a preparedness check. So, you know, they can go by and they can't get into it, but you can, you know, walk up and kind of stealthily unlock it and get out what you need. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not my car. Um, but so do let's, you have your, um, let's say preparedness. Um, since I was heading to the car anyway to grab my stuff, okay. Um, let's say I grab the keys, um, and I'll spend one point of preparedness for that. Okay. Now these are the things you also make a row for. Okay. So you'll, you'll spend and then row, and then your spend modifies. All right. So let's roll. That's two d six. Or no, it's, it's always going to be one d six. Just one d six, right? Okay. So oh. I already do great. I get a four, so that's up to five. Nice. Um, so I'm guessing that they can't get in that. Yeah, and you got the and you got the keys now. So, like, are you? Do you want to? You want to kind of run up there because you're, you're noticing that they're putting they're putting related stuff to it. Like, like you you saw them put the equipment that would be used for the LARP back into it, but you see them taking like the amenities that aren't necessarily with the LARP out of the vehicles. What? God. Um, These fuckers I, are not taking my cell phone. I know. Um, let's see here. I I run in there as fast as I can. Thankfully, I'm wearing fairly practical footwear um, outside of things or before I've gotten into my costume. And I grab my costume. Let's see what else. Um, I grab a camera. Since um, I've got a little photography here, I'll probably want to use. And... Um, Shoot, what else do we want to get? Um, By the anything, way, uh, do, would uh, any of our uh, abilities require equipment? Mm, well, shooting, but like, I'm, I'm sure Darth's character brought a gun because. Oh, I was about to ask that because I assume <sighs> I had a gun, but am I allowed to bring it onto the lurk grounds? Oh. Because I don't care either way. I'm concealed carrying. <sighs> either yeah. way. Are you trying to get a, ma- a, a major charge? A sig? Yeah, I, I'm trying to get a charge. Well, he he is a law enforcement officer and stuff like that. But uh, you can check. I okay, you can. Bad. I have a duty. Yeah, you can check. You can check with Charles Minot or not Charles. Excuse me. What the hell was that guy? Oh, I'm not checking. I'm just doing it. And if they give me shit for it, I'm okay. an officer of the law. Are we in a different <sighs> state or the same state we started? What? It's the same state. You just went up north. So, I mean, I, I kind of envisioned this stuff help happening in New England states anyway. So, I mean, like... An officer of the law. I know nothing that about it. That doesn't mean they won't grab your gun. Apparently, they're just rifling through people's shit without asking. My gun is 
on my person at all times. Okay. I would believe okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I grab my camera and um, my uh, smartphone. Rifling through people's shit like other players or yeah. like stuff? Yeah, it's a, they're going through everybody's vehicle in the parking lot. And, like, I mean, they, they seem like they're organizing it and tagging things. And you see I'll them with – uh, Do we have a video camera? Or actually, I have a smartphone. You're not there. Oh, yeah. you're right. I'm getting a cam. I'm grabbing a camera and a camera and a smartphone. So we'll have mine at least. Okay. No, I'm not going to give you advice because I'm not there. But there's an obvious thing you should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm grabbing mine. So. Okay. So you grab your like your your costume. You grabbed your uh, dice or not your dice? Did you say your dice? <laughs> uh, you you grab. I didn't say know. dice. Do we need dice? No, probably. I've not. never been to a LARP event before. <laughs> Me neither. I don't think we need dice for a LARP. No, but, I don't uh, think so either. I think it's mostly develop. It's like based on like personal skill. Like if I want to hear you, I either have to touch you or like throw a little green bag at you. Magic missile, magic missile. I can't remember that. Lightning song, bolt, though. lightning bolt, <laughs> lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Is that off row models or whatever? No, there was an actual YouTube video of, like of LARP, larpers, and it's just this, like this dude throwing bean bags at a guy in a troll costume, just screaming lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is the most embarrassing shit you will ever say. So I'll tell you what I'll do too, Sean, because you, you made this fence and did all this. Like, I will give you a plus one on preparedness if, like, you go to say, you know, you're looking for an item and you say, you know, you got it from the vehicle or something like that. So if that sounds like a pretty good trade there. Okay. So I'll, add, I'll add, add a plus one to whatever you, you roll that, you know. So. Okay. Well, I already let's see here. I already told you what I got. So, um, yeah, I quietly lock the door back and kind of skulk away. Um, I don't know though if the truck, the trunk was locked, but, um, yeah, she's a little out for herself right now. She's not going to check too hard, especially since she doesn't want to attract trouble. Yeah. Yeah, But, um, I got my stuff. I'm going to go change. And uh, yeah, BRB. Okay, so I'm gonna hide my camera and smartphone in my uh, satchel of holding. Okay, so uh, Chris, like, let's cut back to you now. So you know none of this is going on in the parking lot, and you are approaching the uh, uh, gloom night, gloom rose nights, or whatever their uh, super world of darkness world name was. I'm trying to, I had that. Probably something like rose gloom. Yeah. Rose Gloom. It was Rose Gloom. Oh my god, really? Alright, so, um... Rose Gloom Nights. That's it. No shits in the book. I've always been, like, super, uh... Among, like, everyone in the community, I think I'm, like, one of the more personable people, so uh, I try to... uh, Like, I walk up and I'll just, like, talk to them. So you're not hiding your approach to them, you're just kind of... Like, I'm... I'm looking a little distracted. Okay. So, like, maybe I bump into one, like, oh, sorry! Oh, you bu- so you bump into Charles. So, Siri, oh, I'm so glad you could make it. I'm so glad. How, how's the fate? Like, you know, do you, did you have any trouble getting here? I noticed that uh, the good old, uh, what the hell was his name? I need to make a list. Marty, Marty Moran, excuse me, the guy from the beginning. Good old Marty seemed to be a little distraught earlier. Did you... Um, 
did you all what hit a hit a skunk or something? Uh, no, actually, uh, it was really bad. We saw a car crash. Oh, cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, anyway, unless you need something in particular, like we're trying to strategize, so you know. All right. Oh, sorry, I, d- I didn't mean to interrupt. I was distracted myself working on my own, my own skill. Uh, but uh, you two, you you all have best of luck. Awesome. Thank all right. You. So when I bumped into him, I uh, happened to drop something into his pocket. All right, field check. We'll yeah. call it that. So, how much? Are I'm gonna sp- gonna spend uh, a point. And oh shit, six. So seven oh. points total. <laughs> With a crit success like that on this, I will even say this: when you reach, when you reach your hand to uh, drop the bag in there, you also feel something that's about the size of an index card. Yoink. And- and yeah, you 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 pocket that up up in your sleeve. So he kind of looks at you disdainfully, and is that? Oh my god, he's wearing mascara too. Shit. <laughs> so, I mean, to be fair, we I did give him makeup tips a while back, <laughs> and he did not follow them too well because it's really clumped. You know, mm-hmm. it it just seems like I don't know. You're wondering if he is. Like, did he apply it in the hot car? Was there no air conditioning going on? I mean, it just seems like it's just, you know, I'm, I'm assuming makeup does that. Fuck, I don't know. It, it can. Okay. So, Chris, you uh, you have in your inventory postcard, not postcard, but note card. So, um, I assume you're going to take a look at it when you get away. Yeah. Once I, uh, like, get out of their eyesight, I'm, I'll... Uh, glance at it okay you see really just uh, you pick it up and you see like it's it's a spell that's what it is you see a spell's name written on it brain drain and it also has the cost uh, mana cost per per spell so your uh, knowledge your knowledge of this, the game you realize uh, brain drain just like drops your intelligence by 50 points or something like it's some ungodly number make up a high number yeah. alright I'll uh I'll pocket that for when they uh when they go okay so there we go so by this time uh Darth were you want to do anything else uh like Ops is on his way back in. Do you have like you, you guys have time? felonious sabotage? I guess. How would I go about doing that? Which one are uh, are you wanting to sabotage this group or one of the others? Or, um, we, have we already thoroughly sabotaged the um, mascara wearing fate lovers? And their you, you you guys would have to um, you guys would have to go you know have met up to know that information, but. Um, well, we do need to meet up, and like I need to give everyone their parts for the uh, presentation. Yeah, if you, if you wanted to, you could you could work. Uh, you remember from high school the big Greek theory for rhetoric and so forth. So you have your ethos, your pathos, and your logos. This is mm-hmm. the uh, English teacher kicking in for those of you at home. So, 
Like if you wanted to, you could start. Yeah. Could you guys, if we meet up, will you, could you guys just tell me about the people who are rifling through other people's uh, stuff? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh. Does anybody know about that? Sean does. Yeah. Pictures? I do not have pictures, but I can inform you about it once I get back. You had you you got a camera, and you didn't take pictures of the people literally committing misdemeanors. <laughs> didn't occur to me at the time. <laughs> You're idiots. <laughs> I, I, was I, I wasn't there. <laughs> so at this time, we can say that you know Sean has also changed into uh, mysterious. Was it mysterious silver eyes or misanthropic? What was dramatica silver eyes? Dramatica silver eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey. She's also got a lot of mag- mascara. She's got like a band of mascara, like a coon band. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. here we go. This was what I was looking for right here. Yes, there we are. Cave Thumbhammer has gone in search of the turkey leg stand and is gnawing on one in each hand. All right. Well, uh, God. Oh god. oh god! It looks like she's been the victim of domestic abuse. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. One in both eyes. Yep, yep. That is pretty awesome. For those of you at home, they just shared out the video of lightning boat, lightning boat, <laughs> and the person who hosts it. I just put. Have you noticed that the person hosting the, the video was named Sex Dwarf? Yes, I did. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Raccoon. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, so I mean, you guys... This is Raccoon. <laughs> the coon. Can we never use that word again? My spirit animal is a wolf, okay? <laughs> so, um, so you guys, like, everybody's convening back up. You're still, like, by this time, 20 minutes has passed. you still got 15 minutes. You, you still don't even see Corey has returned yet or anything like that. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, you're going to go ahead and drop the bomb to him. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. I can start off, I guess. Okay. All right. So um, I managed to uh, pick up a spell that may be useful to us. From um, uh, our buddy Charles over there, and I think I think I saw him committing a crime, Dave. Oh, what? Who? Crime? I heard crime. This turkey. Yeah. Um, I, I it looked. I could have swore I saw a drug deal. <laughs> I will. We must report this immediately. I will bustle off. <laughs> you should put your hand on your head for this. <laughs> Yeah, no, I bustle off with my hand on my head. <laughs> Just like one one hand bad, one hand hand on the head. Yeah. No, right. no, so I, gonna go. I put the, the paladin badge inside my tunic, and I just <laughs> shove my hand down the front of my tunic and just, like, ruffle around and pull out my detective badge. <laughs> like my actual detective badge. You yeah. actually mistake it for your paladin badge at first. <laughs> <laughs> Do that? <laughs> Follower of Sauron. No, damn it, wrong one. 
wait, no, no, no. Um, you have the right to remain silent. Um, anything you say can will be used against you. Hold still. I can't hold you with one hand. <laughs> While he's doing this, like, all right, Dramatica, uh, for our presentation, I'm thinking uh, we're protectors of the Shrine of the Seven Dead. Sounds um, good. I, yeah. I, I like it. it. Sounds great. Yeah, you're the. Uh, your specific section will be uh, you deal with the nature around the area and how you've become in tune with the natural world to control these dangerous artifacts. Okay. Um. I'd also be the like like to be the one to uh, prevent present this if that's okay. Okay. I figure uh, I, thought- I kind of gesture to the outfit and you know try and you know I'm like I'm pretty I, I, I like I'm trying to be subtle but it's not that subtle. Yeah, like I, I'm basically wearing a fancy ass bathrobe. So <laughs> Cerise is very clever and like she is very into role playing, but she is not a cosplayer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, in the background, Dave is attempting to actually arrest someone using a LARP Warhammer. Are you you actually going to try to go to him, or do you want to go to one of the officials? I meant to ask you to clarify. You 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 should go to the officials. Because you're Uh, you're, you're kind of out of the jurisdiction. What was that again? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Wait, I can't drag them in front of the official in handcuffs? Well, you are kind of out of your jurisdiction. You're in a different... Um... Forsooth, I shall visit with the officials. <laughs> Hark! Noble city Hark. guard. Hark, These yonder. wrongdoers must be apprehended. Okay. Yonder, sir, I believe I saw a wrongdoing. <laughs> okay, so you know what I love about this entire exchange so quick here? Like, he ran off before you could even tell them, Sean, that, like, oh, yeah, they're going through our shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll worry about that later. I don't want anyone to get shot today, okay? <laughs> I know he's got a gun. Cerise I know this guy. never shot anyone at a LARP, specifically. Yeah. Cerise is just watching and continuing to vape. Okay. People are staring at you disdainfully. But, uh, okay, so what? we... It's, it's my occult implement. Okay, so... I'm sorry you don't understand it. My magic is far beyond you. Okay, so we have our angle. Let me re- restate this real quick to make sure I understand. So, uh, Sean is going to present. I make. I take part in the presentation of, and you're kind of doing the uh, the pathos argument, so to speak. Of like, we deserve this artifact. We've uh, our shrine has dealt with such items of power before. Kind of deal. Is that kind of? Yeah, I- and and I'm using my occult studies to drop. Like, a, I don't know if this counts as suspend or not. But I would I would use occult studies to drop certain like artifacts of historical importance that sound suitably magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I am not going to tell our buddy the excitable cop about um, the minor misdemeanors going on. Um, I don't know what was happening, and also as a narrative larper, I take Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun is a literal principle. <laughs> so. <laughs> God, I, I'm a I'm a narrative gamer, and even I kind of hate you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're garbage. Anyway, though, I do like I it. Have, uh, I will be going over to the officials and attempting to inform them of wrongdoing. You you walk up to the first man you see with an earpiece, and uh, you assume he's kind of involved in the event coordinator, like you know, with the event staff, and. Uh, 
he kind of notices that you're approaching him. He goes, uh, uh, yes, citizen, can I help you? And you could almost hear the, um, the disdain on his voice from having to, um, yeah. I put my Somebody hands on my paid to get here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, I put I take stock of the situation with my keen detective's instincts, put my hand on my head and say, Look, I just want to tell you, I know you guys are on the job and you don't want to deal with any shit. But you've got some asshole goths dealing drugs at your goddamn work. And you don't want to deal with that. So I recommend you boot their asses. Hmm. And I pull my badge out. And I'm like, I I don't want to get involved. I'm out of my jurisdiction. You have no idea about the paperwork. So if you just boot them out and they get the fuck away from my kid, we ain't got a problem. And I will spend a point of... Cop talk. Cop talk, yeah. Okay. That's pure cop talk. That's perfect. I, you know what? Like, And I was faced... And I, Thank you for doing that, man. Because I was faced with like the decision, like that is so goddamn convincing. Should I even make him spend that? Like, but no, it's so. He he looks around. He goes, "So you say they're dealing drugs here? Is that yeah. is that it? Just fucking check them, man. Which which one is it? And I point to the one that we did the thing. Listen, man. Like this, if, if this is some kind of like. Some of this competitive bullshit you guys are doing, like, like, you're going to be in trouble. But uh, okay, we'll we'll check it out. Man, I don't want this shit. At the, this is supposed to be a family friendly activity. I got my kid here. I got my kid well, here. Good point, sir. Thank you. Uh, we we here at Live Games Entertainment uh, appreciate your your help on this. And uh, you see him step away, and uh, his earpiece is the kind that's kind of. I don't know if it's built into like a walkie-talkie. There's a wire kind of running up his shirt, so you kind of see him reach back and hit a button and just kind of start talking to some other people. And uh, a few minutes later, you see two or three of the officials walk up to um, Char- good old Charlie, and uh, you see an exchange going on. You see him reach, like him kind of gesturing, like I ain't got a fucking thing. You can even kind of like read his mouth like reading that and then he reaches into his pocket and the bottle falls out on the ground and he's like <laughs> and as That's they bad. as they pick it up they pick it up and um, like one of the guys has it and they're kind of like somebody's got their hand on the small of his back pushing him he's like man that ain't my shit I ain't never seen that and you see him being escorted out of the uh, premise or not off premise, but into a back office. So I don't actually want him to get like arrested, which I doubt they'll do because they don't want the paperwork either. Yeah. So I went with the just get him off the fucking property. Route. God, I'm so tempted to just like look at him as he's leaving and just flash his card at him, but I'm not going to do that. Oh God, <laughs> that would be such a dick move. Okay. I look at him and I frown in a incredibly convincing manner, as if I am disdained of. This scum corrupting the youth. Now, I want I want your guys' input on this here. I want to do the – I've had a few different ways that I wanted to kind of settle this out here. So God bless you. Like this is not went anywhere like I planned it. Now, here's the deal. We like, committed a felony. <laughs> you must really want it. So, so here's the deal. Like I'm going to 
the way I see it, like to handle this, we're going to go ahead and there's six teams, and you're you're counting one of them. Like we got to spend. Uh, we'll say that you have your Chris's. If you want, like I said, if you want it bad enough, you spend for it, but it counts against. Of course, Darth's been making spins, and Sean has, and all that. But uh, I'll give you plus one. I'll give I'll give you plus one to your row for your um, for your. I bigger part. Oh yeah, you did cop talk, and what was the other one? Um, I also spent negotiation to get. I spent two spins to make this happen. Okay, the the deep. The I mean, deep. I feel like getting our primary competition like okay. kicked out of the game for yeah, like so uh, misdemeanors. <laughs> Got to be at least the plus three. I will give I will give you a point for that. I will give you guys points for that and uh, for Sean's contribution there with the uh, with the presentation. We'll also do a plus. So, yeah, what if, by the way, Sean, if you had told me in uh, in character about the uh, people and like taking pictures, I was going to do a whole thing where I came up in character and presented evidence and photographs of criminal wrongdoing by these rap scallions. Looting their fellow adventurers. Okay. Except, wasn't that the? I thought that was the. Uh, was that not the uh, event staff that were doing yeah, that? Yeah, it was staff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So we're kind of working against the machine here. Yeah. I thought you said that was fellow. That was uh, players that were doing that. Mm-hmm. Which are you talking about? Which one? The, the uh, cars. Yeah, the ones looting the cars. Yeah, that's event staff. Oh mm-hmm. wow, that is like super not cool. That's something you probably want to check up with your good buddy uh, Marty later on. He's the one that handled all the paperwork. We we probably should have read that NDA. Yeah, I mean we did create a drug scare, so it might be our fault. But no, that was beforehand. True. Okay. I actually have a point of law. Can I read the NDA? <laughs> like, but, you don't know yet. Yeah, you're you're out of it. I didn't so, send it in. Like, like I said, the way I want to way I want to decide this is this. So, like, I'm gonna give you guys a modifier, and then I'm gonna row for the other, um, the other uh, teams. Now, I will say this: since like Dars deal with the other group, I'll add for the first group, and I'll just go ahead and row it. We're gonna say that the, the first team is M and M's Raiders. Now, and as they as they as they step up, so Corey's uh, Slowman. Uh, Sloman, excuse me, steps out. He's like, and there, you actually hear trumpets and fanfare being played from a soundboard somewhere because you don't see any damn brass instruments anywhere. And um, they brought their own sound equipment. How hard do we have to work to beat these guys? He, well, well, the, the event staff brought their own sound equipment. So you see him uh, step out, da, 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 da. and along with his khaki pants and stuff like that, he has a king's robe, not robe, but like. Like the the cape with the dark German purple, cape. yeah, and he's got like a little crown that um, looks like it's from a costume shop, like Halloween Express or something like that. And he goes, "Oh yeah, one of them king wrinkles in palpable disgust." <laughs> he, he's the Burger King, but he <laughs> Cerise vapes next to you. <laughs> he steps out and goes, "So characters." <laughs> and uh, the first group, the group that Darth talked to, and I'm gonna give them a negative like to work with um, his score, like his dealings with them, I'm going to give them a negative. Like So that's how he effect- he, he sabotaged kind of that one team. They make a presentation, M&M's Razors. It was like, 
We are but a simple bunch of dwarves, and we come from the Iron Hills of, of Mortarland. Like, you, you actually hear, like, pepperings of various fantasy novels and so forth in his speech. And as he, <sighs> he gives We his, are but a simple company of nine dwarves. And, <laughs> and he rode a one with, so with Darth's negative modifier, like, he got an absolute zero. So, like, he's so still, everyone so, just- you stumbles no, everyone every- up on the fantasy novel. Yeah, it's just everybody's kind of like you hear a few chuckles and guffaws, but like it's kind of like someone just know. someone just yells "fuck off," Thomas Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> so de- dejected, this uh, hearty fellow steps down. Ne- next, you you see a bunch of people dressed up and as high elves, and they also are sporting the fake Spock ears and so forth. We are the, uh, we are the people of the forest. We know this land better than anyone, and we should be one to have the artifact, for we I can protect. Heckle. I beg your pardon. I will heckle. I will shout. What? Get... Came down to the wrong planet. Sir, please show some decorum. And, I, like how, uh, I suspect we're the only group that actually has like mixed race. <laughs> Like we are, we are the standard party in that. Like we have an elf, a human. It's a possibility. Yeah. And they and their speech, they wrote a five. So let me write this down real yeah, quick shoot. here. Their speech so, was better than I did it. So we got one. At, one is out. Next, uh, which is so. What if I used brain drain on them? <laughs> oh, Oh, okay. So, Chris, how are you going to use brain drain on them? Um. In the time-honored tradition of a LARP, I will grab the card and I will flick it at them and yell, Psychic Drain! <laughs> so literally in... in Lightning bolts! God. <laughs> no. You can't actually do that! So literally in mid-speech, it's this person is grandly gesticulating around in their green uh, leotard and like making a grand speech of how great they are. You hit them in the back of the head with a with a postcard, like like a <laughs> note card, and yell "brain drain." And for a moment, everybody in the crowd is silent. And then you see uh, Corey Sloman pick up dice and roll it on the table, and he go. <laughs> and he he just starts laughing, and uh, he got, he just motions for the for the person to sit down. So de- dejectedly, you never heard a number or anything, but dejectedly, they sit. Uh, their speaker looks at you with murder in their eyes, and uh, they sit thumbs down. up. <laughs> so we have. Uh, let's see, I told you that there was six, so we got three more. So we will say the humans of of um, Norinor, Norinor, go up and they make their speech and they rode a four. So they're they're working the angle of uh, just how many humans there are and the might of the human race. So we got a four there. So the Knights of Rosegloom now step up. They are short a member now. I just I just smile at them. Rose gloom. You have taken, <laughs> you have uh, taken out their their main guy right there. So Charles was the one who's usually the spokesman for the person. But they've sent up in his place Tim 
Hassan, which is the rules lawyer of the group. And he starts spouting about how, like, and it's kind of a bold attempt that you see him making. Like, he's talking less in character and more out of character, saying that, uh, like, you need per- you need a professional group, a professional group to make this kingdom. And as he says kingdom, he kind of, you know, emphasizes that, which you get the implication that is the kingdom is you know, live game entertainment. You need the best person to do the best job at this. You need somebody who knows the rules in and out, who can use the system and work within the system. And he is going to roll <laughs> a two. <laughs> so uh-huh. that's so, a, that's right, nerdos. <laughs> Apparently, Corey is caught, uh, was informed of the happenings, and he, he kind of listens absentmindedly. And after it's finished, he just looks towards them and nods. And you even see him kind of gesture his hand like, you know, <laughs> be gone. <laughs> so he, he, he goes on, he goes full on like worm tongue. Yeah. Be gone, criminal scum. He just goes, oh, snakes, or wasn't that snake? Well, it was Snape. That's his name. Yeah. Snape. The kingdom has no need for dealers. <laughs> I was trying to think of a Cypress Hill Dr. Green Thumb joke to tie in there, but I just couldn't do it quick enough. And <laughs> and finally, the monotheistic, I can't even say a word correctly, but the the monks of the Temple of Light step forth, and they, they mention how that they had the gods' favors and so forth. And they roll a four as well. So I come on with a really good like um, rip off of Bohemian Rhapsody. All right, guys, <laughs> singing. All right, right, we go up. Like uh, I'm just like all right. Huddle up, huddle up. I'm gonna give right. you guys. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Remember, we are the Shrine of the Seven Dead. We are. We're not monks. We are not. A homogenous group. We are the, we are our own people. We have we have been doing this for hundreds of years. We have experience. Yep, so I'm looking over the notes sheet he gave me. Yeah, other lands. And that's what's it of the seven dead? Sorry, the shrine of the seven dead. Shrine of the seven dead. Yeah. Okay. Should we be taking notes? <laughs> There's yeah. already notes. Well, it's I'm just a, me, really. I'm the one who's presenting it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a I'm a history. I, I, I teach history, so. Uh, yeah. Like I, um, I like I just give you a bunch of details, right. like talk about how we worked with the wizard Parsons and Okay, uh, I am gonna Parsons. I'm gonna make a couple of last minute adjustments and I'm yeah. gonna use my humanities for this. And I point out a couple of points where things could be a little more original, a little less cliche, perhaps, because we're drawing from history and so a lot of the tropes are already known or and or used. Okay. So Alright, alright, that's fine. Sounds yeah. good. This is a collaboration. Oh, is a collab. uh, 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 Dave, Dave, or what's your character's name again, Dave? I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> Stormhammer something. Okay, so what what we really need to do to sell this is you take that big ass boffer sword you have and right it's at the end, I'm, yeah, your hammer, your war hammer. Um, I'm gonna set up a board. And right at the end of uh, her speech, you're just going to run up with the Warhammer and destroy it. 
no, no. We set up the board behind her. Yes. I run through the board and stand next to her and pose. Okay, but so long as you break the board first. Yes, that's what I shall do. I shall come from behind the board and break it dramatically. We're putting way too much effort into this. Listen. I shall stride forth heroically and pose, and Dave does a not particularly convincing heroic pose. He's a little pudgy. Yeah. yeah. It's he okay. Kind of He's not the only one. <laughs> Listen, we have ten grand at stake here. I'm putting all... I'm, I'm not pulling out any stops. I think we can uh, do this. Okay. I'll give you a couple more tips on the staging. Like, like yeah. we should stagger our entrances to the stage. And, like, we're uh, the only... We're the only ones who haven't, like, we're actually, like, putting on a play as opposed to making a speech. Mm-hmm. I will be right back. I, I, I love how, like, what you've literally <laughs> done with Dave, which, God bless you, is you've just set up, like, the football thing. Like, they go bursting through, like, the logo on a sheet of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. ba 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 He's specifically the uh, protector of the Shrine of the Seven Dead. Oh, this is like a the book. The book when I read the scenario, it said, "Give them thirty real minutes." I'm like, "There's no way in hell we're gonna make this go thirty minutes." Guess we have. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> so, Robin D. Laws, you know your shit, buddy. <laughs> he knows exactly how serious serious this can be. <laughs> we are role players pretending to be people to pre- pretending to be role players. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> too. I hope I'm wrong. Of course we're taking this shit seriously. Uh, Adam? <laughs> yeah? Can I go ahead and say that I have a real, like, steel, like, uh, Saleh helmet? Like a yes. like a <laughs> helmet. You know, you know, if I were a lesser person, I'd say row for it, but I know you, and, like, I know that if you were doing this, you would have, like, you would walk in with a real bastard sword if you could. Yeah, so, we uh, would expect you in real life, Darth, to have one. So, so. It's, like, yeah, you've, you've, got, you've got the legitimate thing. And I would also like to add a note here real quick. I hope on Robin D. Laws' next project that they, like, if they give, like, blurbs of, like, like you know, Alkaloids, like, you know, greatest game designer ever, I hope that they put... Robin D. Lawless knows his shit. Role-playing exchange. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good quote. It all there. (laughs) Ah, he's such a nice person. (laughs) Anyway, I feel, I feel like a sacrilege to be saying that right now. Um, so yeah, like, um, we can say you had that legitimate helmet. So just to make sure. All right. So I've been tallying up everything that you guys have, been adding to your to your deal here so i want Plus someone other than legitimacy sorry so and all in, in all fairness like i said i'm i'm kind of keeping points and if you don't mind just to kind of keep the suspense going like you have no idea how many points i've written down for everything that you've you've done to I, the thing in general i would like you just to go ahead and make a roll if that's okay hold on but, hold on sean needs to make a speech okay yeah, this is a presentation and then I need to roll for it, but okay, yeah. Take me through the whole the whole setup. Okay, um, so uh, <clears throat> so we start off. Um, I've carefully made sure that everyone understands their stage cues, and um, we we each come in um, doing a little flourish. Um, 
like there unfortunately none of us has any skill in music but there would be um and uh yeah um chris you're the last one to come in because your costume sucks the most uh, actually i i think i would be the last one to come in because i'm hiding okay. behind the wooden board true were you gonna were you gonna break that board that's right yeah, yeah. Yes, i'm gonna come through the board after you fit at after you finish your dramatic speech okay um oh yeah and justin comes in as well um and uh, I say I, I present the paper to um, Marty um, with a big "How do you do?" And um, I say, "We are the shrine of the seven dead, the last hope of." Um, and what was the name of the campaign setting? I forget. The Silver Kingdoms, I believe. The Silver Kingdoms. Um, <laughs> from the land of, and I get into the lore and. <laughs> like you actually from the land line, and I just like leaned over silver kingdoms, silver kingdoms, <laughs> hailing from the land of Shrem Shrem and Shrem, um, Elderac, <laughs> Elderac. There we go, Elderac. <laughs> and we are here to, and we are here to, um, uh, and uh, she, she kind of uh, stops a bit, and she, and then, um, but then she Protect just the decides great tokens for great, they protect the great. Whatever he said. Um, <laughs> tokens. <laughs> from those that would rob them. From, from those. <laughs> from those that suck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very bad at actually making speeches. Orcs. 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 <laughs> You're doing good. Orcs. <laughs> God, who writes this shit? <laughs> Anyways, God, this sounds like a campaign written by Robin D. Laws. <laughs> Who knows his shit? Cerise just looks offended for a moment. <laughs> Anyways, I continue on with the speech. It's actually quite stirring. And um, we all leave the bow. Um, stage left, stage right. Um, as, you, as, your, as your stirring speech comes to its conclusion... You hear a loud scream, By the bull! And uh, I will spend two points of scuffling on this. And since my Warhammer... <laughs> what did I control, say about spending scuffling? <laughs> what did I say about spending points? That, uh, since my Warhammer is obviously foam, I can't use that to break through the board. So there's just a loud crunch, and uh, Dave comes head first, head first through the board. And gets a and gets a total of five on his scuffling check. Wow! Like, so I would like to imagine that uh, they weren't expecting such a loud. I mean, your teammates weren't expecting such a big show on that one right there. So you run through it head first, which I should have seen this coming because you asked if your helmet was you know yes. <laughs> like metal. So so you come bursting through there like you you move so quick that you don't even like. A part of you was wondering, like, what if it doesn't work? What if I just, like, bust my ass? What if I cut my face? But, you know, caution to the wind, you burst forth. And the only sound in the room is the crack of the board, and everybody is speechless. So with that great flourish, Chris or whoever wants to roll for this final, like, judging on this here. Uh, I feel like I should roll this because I planned this entire thing. <laughs> Let's do this. Go for it. Oh, fuck! 
What'd you get? Six. Oh, sweet. <laughs> a rousing you got applause. You out of the park. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> a rousing applause. Like, there's people who were sitting in the folding chairs. They stand up and they're just, yeah! yeah. You see you see it. You thought they were kind of pissed at you. You saw a few of the elves on the side. Like, they clap so hard that their ears fall off, and then they awkwardly shuffle to the ground to pick them up and stuff, <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, so Mr. Sloman stands up. He goes, he goes, after much careful consideration, I find that the most suitable uh, – Vessels for the grand artifact is, and then what was the name of your temple? Shrine of the Seven Dead. <laughs> he actually whispers to the side, and somebody says, "The Shrine of the Seven Dead." And like most people are clapping for you, like definitely the the Rose Gloom Knights are not clapping for you and all. But like, so everybody's clapping, and like it it goes on for several minutes, and then finally. Uh, Corey Solman uh, kind of like waves everybody down and just holds his hand up and the silence like you know everybody gets quiet and he goes alright so here's the deal now, you all have uh, so everyone has signed the waivers and I'm sure everyone is perfectly aware of we uh, to ensure that no team no one group has the advantage over the other uh those of you that have not uh, turned over your keys uh, to your ve- uh, your vehicle keys to the uh, members of the event game staff, please do. We will be keeping up with those. We will be uh, confiscating just for the time of the event. You shall be. You will. Shall <laughs> you will be getting these your items back? But we will be confiscating all electronic devices. Uh, there's no to be no communication with the outside world. So no cell phones or other wireless devices, laptops, uh, computers, nothing. We will not, uh, you will not be entering the field with maps, compasses, or any other type of GPS. Uh, reading material, including books and newspapers, are also pr- prohibited. We are trying to, we have cameras set up throughout the forest to, to include this, and we also have camera crews. We need this to be as realistic as possible. We can't have anything that is acronistic or does not fit in. Uh, cash, credit cards, anything that can be used as currency, we have a safe on hand. I, we ask everyone to please turn over. Like You can have your identification, but any forms of currency and so forth, we will lock them up inside the vault. Um is there any questions? And like, so there's a, you know. At, at this point, I lean over to my teammates and say, it's okay. I got a smartphone and the camera. I'm going to get you guys to take pictures of me later because I look amazing. Um, you look <laughs> like gonna, a raccoon. Shut up. I actually Shut up, Grognard. <laughs> Wait. What was no, that? Dark? I actually have points in law. Like, can I look over the contract and see, like, can they actually do this? Uh, well, there's no one like in your immediate vicinity with the contract right now. Everybody's kind of all like all that stuff has been submitted. You'll have to either approach. Um, I will, know. yeah, I will go over and I will be like, uh, excuse. I will put my hand on my head, and I will be like, uh, excuse me. Um, we were not informed of any of this beforehand, and uh, 
I'd like to see where in the contracts we acquiesce to this, uh, especially considering that you're seizing all communications devices. Are you uh, asking him in the middle of the presentation, or are you going up to one? I'm waiting until like, like, if a presentation was over, like I'm like, I'm waiting until the presentation is over, and then I'm like going up, and I'm like quietly like, this. Uh, I don't think you have the legal authority to do this, sir. Okay, so he, we will we'll chamber that action here. It'll go off after I finish this. Then. Oh, I thought you were finished. No, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, So, as he as he goes through. Uh, he does that part of the speech, and you you see some members of the um, live game events going through. They've got uh, zip ties with, uh, like you know, hooked onto keychains and stuff like that. So they're they're more not zip ties, excuse me. You know, it's so generic. Like you go to a hotel and the the valet parking has it to ID your your tickets and all. So there's yeah. people passing through, taking up stuff, and you also like. There's a couple that uh, someone else makes an announcement. It's like, um, uh, I will be accepting all personal, uh, uh, all personal, you know, all your money and personal effects that you do not wish to take out there. Do not worry. Like, we are insured and, uh, like, you will get this. You will, you have the uh, live game seal of approval. No, seal of approval. That sounds stupid. But you have live games word that you will be getting this back. So you see people taking some, passing some stuff out. You also see another group of people coming. Um, you see a man come up to the stage, really, and he's got a few items uh, he's carrying with him. Uh, Corey Sloman says, uh, so we will, as I said, we will be storing your items. They will be in safekeeping if for any reason you need to leave. While the event is, while this will disqualify you from the event, there will be no, this should be a fairly painless procedure. You will get all your stuff back. Here's the stuff that we will be providing you with. And one of the uh, staff employees comes up and he, he holds up uh, like a little, like a pup tent, not pup tent, but like a, a small tent. Like we, each, uh, each member will be getting a tent. And then they hand up a flashlight and a flashlight. And they also show a lighter. And then they show, and this kind of strikes you as a little bit odd, but they're also, they show, they hold up a small propane, uh, miniature camping stove. So you've got the gas tank and you also got the, um, you know, the flame apparatus. Everyone gets a sleeping bag, a small pillow, one per person, a rudimentary, rudimentary first aid kits are to be provided and a map with a, Check it out, guys. Hex grid of the camping area that is within the bounds of the um, of the event. Uh, uh, all, pe- all people will be receiving. Uh, and he holds up one of these. All participants will be receiving, and it's like it looks like a small watch, a RFID, uh, a bracelet with an RFID chip. If for any reason you step out of bounds within this event. Uh, our systems will be alerted, and uh, you will be disqualified. And then you see the uh, animatronic dragon, like smoke, come out of his mouth. And the dragon says, "No communication is allowed with outside the outside world." Enticing other campers to enter live games areas strictly forbidden. No one may touch or consume food items introduced into the park by people other than live games. Uh, 
Other rules may be announced by live game staff as they become necessary. Participants may not interfere with live game staff or attempt to remove property from their possession. The goal of the game is to prove yourself the strongest team amongst the Orc invaders. Players must determine for themselves how points are to be scored. What? Yeah, it makes some sense. I, I almost think that that probably was a note to me, but they've listed to me in a bulleted list that the dragon reads. But um, no, I think it's meant to not make sense, though. Yeah, it is supposed to be vague. Live game staff have created game stats for each character based on a pre-submitted prose description. Each team is supplied with a walkie-talkie. Would you want to do something in your game that is not physically possible, like cast a spell or execute a high-flying feat? Use a walkie-talkie to call in the action. A die roll will be made remotely, and you will be told whether or not you have succeeded. Padded buffer weapons are to be used in adjacent combat. Judges watching by remote video will use a PA system to announce who's dead or defeated. Use and possession of unapproved weapons will result in immediate disqualification. And uh, with that, the, the lights in the dragon's eyes cut off. Mr. Sloman steps back up and goes, listen. Like, ladies and gentlemen, I, if I could speak candidly with you, like I'm really excited for this. I think we're on the, we're on the cusp of something great. Uh, if you have any questions, please see some of the officials that are gathered around here. We will probably it's going to take a while for us to distribute the goods and get everybody set up. Eventually, uh, we will call for your group, and you will have a guide. Our guide will take you to your ca- your camp for the night and uh, have fun. And he does this big grand flourish of a bow. He's still wearing his king outfit, uh, his king robe and hat, and he steps off stage. So, Darth, you had uh, your action chambered. Um, yeah, I want to go up and be like talk to them. Like, like I, I would like to see where in the contract permits you to deprive us of communications equipment and uh, such. Uh, if you can point to the specific, okay. I think this is a safety. This is a potential safety nightmare. Okay. So basically I want to say I want to keep myself up. I, I think we should keep our cell phones. Like Okay. So also, uh, go ahead. I'm the sorry. idea that having car keys could potentially like affect the game. Just post a guard, man. Yeah. Uh, so as you're walking up there, you're you're kind of intercepted real quick. It's by good old Marty Moran. He walks up, man, you guys did a great job. Like, I, wow, I'm surprised you didn't knock the shit out of yourself running through that. Like, man, you really did us proud. Um, like, where are you going? Uh, oh, I'm just going up to talk to the uh, organizers. I have some legal questions about okay. the uh, rules they just announced. So are you, do you continue, you're just, are you continuing to walk or do you just stop? Yeah, I'm continuing to walk. I got up. Okay. So he's kind of following after you like a yip yip dog. Uh, what do you what's what's with the rules? What's wrong? Uh, wait, who is this guy again? Marty is like Moran. He's, he's the dude he's, I floated with. Yeah, oh. he's he's essentially he's a local volunteer from your area that's working with live games. So he organizes stuff in your area, and he's the one that kind of had the the heads up that this was going on, and he got all the you know your regional players over. So you you do know this man, not like super well or anything like that, but. Uh, 
you know, you know he's on your side. Uh, basically, I'm like, it's nothing major, man, but I, I just have some questions about them, you know, taking cell phones and car keys. I mean, it's just a, it's a safety nightmare. It's an ethics nightmare. I, I just doesn't sit right with me. Oh, what? I go, okay. So he, he, as he walks, uh, he walks up with, he's like, I don't think they're going to budge on this, but, uh, I mean, it was on the, it was on the forum, but, uh, so you make it up to the, uh, there's an official, he's kind of, you know, he's going through, uh, a list of keys that have been turned into him. So he's writing stuff down and putting the keys, like making sure the numbers match up with the, with the names and then putting them in a box and all that. Uh, he looks up, uh, yes, sir. Can I help you? I will basically repeat the thing I said. Okay, you will give the exposition that you gave him a moment ago. Yeah, I don't okay. repeat position. Okay, no, definitely not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna double <laughs> double whammy you with that. Well, sir, uh, the the basics of this is that we're, there's really to be no uh, contact with the outside world. So it's uh, kind of like what Mister Mister Solomon says. It's uh, we need to uh, keep everything as realistic as possible. Like, while well, I know that, like, the people in medieval times weren't sponsored by Coleman uh, or, you know, for camping gear and stuff like that, we got to keep it as realistic looking as possible. And uh, uh, let me see. And he, he shuffles through a form and he, he lays it on the table. It's one of the submission fees. And he, he flips over to the back into the small print. He says, uh, and you, you read it, he points points down, he goes, it says right here that Live Games uh, Entertainment reserved the right to um, to co- confiscate equipment during the times of events. Uh, like, you, you should have known this going in. Now, Darth, you mentioned to me beforehand, and I don't want this to sound like a railroad. You said you wanted to make a law spend? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the rules, much like everything else, as you look through this, are intentionally vague, but I, I think you've got some options available to you here. So you said you you have you have a point of law. Yeah. You could you could argue you could uh, use your point of law to argue that um, you know that you are uh, that they are violating your rights and so forth, or. Uh, Let's look real quick here, too. Just to, like I said, I want to kind of give you some options here. Uh, under your interpersonal skills, you also have, uh, like, what kind of excuse could you give them, like, to break their vaguely ambiguous contract without much complaint? Like, is there anything else? Bes- like, you have law. I, mean, I I've still got two points of negotiation as well. And I'm basically saying to them, like, Clearly, the, the, the wording here is obviously intentionally vague, but no court would hold up that equipment would include personal oh. possessions. Equipment is clearly meant if we, if we like, cross-reference with, like, section oh. A4156 to mean, okay. like, items which can be directly considered to be part of the game participation as opposed to uh, a what might fall under the... EDC or everyday carry that a person would just normally have on their person, and then obviously these two things exist in separate categories. We'll we'll count that as your law spin. And he, he as he, he he's kind of listening to you. You can tell he's kind of half listening to you. And for a moment, after a moment, he stops. He goes, "Is there is there a particular reason why uh, we should like uh, 
make make exceptions? Like, do you have a, a medical condition, or is there something that would exempt you from from these standards? I mean, for one, we have a, a minor in our party, and um, we don't. It, he can't be off on his own. I, I want to be able to talk to my son. I mean, this is by our cell phone. This, if something were to happen to him, I, he needs to be able to get in contact directly with me, not through you. Oh. Like, uh, I mean, you understand. This yeah. is a. I, I need to be able to stay in direct connection and. Um, Additionally, I will say, uh, additionally, it's uh, both myself and my, and I will point to Alex, my comrade here are licensed first responders, oh. and um, we, we do need to be reachable um, in, by our places of work in case oh. anything oh. were to directly happen. Okay. Anything, anything business-related were to happen that we need to be called back, we need to be able to go, go, go. You understand okay. Okay, so he 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 looks over to uh, where you gestured to Alex, and he he kind of motions for you to lean closer. He goes, "Okay, I get it. You're like, there's a good possibility that you could get called on work related with law enforcement and EMT, and uh, I get it. Okay, listen, I'm not supposed to do this, but um, tell you what, I do. You just like if you're using the damn thing." Just use it in a tent. Like keep, they're, they're, we're not, we can't see in the tents and stuff like that. Just keep it out of sight and and like don't let any of the other like groups know that you have this and stuff like that. Because I mean, we uh, hopefully we don't need to use it at all. Uh, definitely, just like just keep it under your hat. Um, and also, uh, if I could have that cell phone number, I would appreciate it. I would. Um, we. Well, we have medical staff on hand. Uh, you know, they are, uh, we may, you know, when you got a lot of people running around the woods and stuff like that, uh, and you did sign the insurance waiver on this too, that, you know, like you're responsible for yourself, but accidents do occur. So if we could possibly have uh, your friends, if we could get in touch with your friend in case, you know, God forbid something happens. Okay. I guess that would be up to the NPC. <laughs> Yeah, we'll say that like you you agree for him because he didn't walk up there. So um, out of character, really want to keep our phones and our car keys. We can get the fuck out of here when shit comes fucking south. I've straight up pocketed my phone. Like they'll have to they'll have to search me for it. Yeah. So everybody has. uh, So we'll count that as success. Darth, you get to keep uh, keep your stuff, but um, so you have your cell phone. Uh, you have uh, the items, the items that Sean has uh, hidden that he has brought in, and you also like, you know, if Chris said he had his cell phone, Sean, did you grab your cell phone? Uh, yes, he said it. Okay, so everybody's got their stuff. So you've worked around that. So. Break the game. Possibly. Not particularly. So what's uh Move just a little bit further. It's getting close to ten o'clock, and uh, like I, we're we're getting up to a good stopping point. I anticipated being way done with this, but then again, like I totally didn't expect our exchange to go that long. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I mean, it's it's time well spent, definitely. So we we did a real good job in this horror game tonight, guys. Woo. I feel Nobody I feel totally fun. spookified. <laughs> Nobody. I had fun once, but let's let's just go a little further. Yeah. So. So, 
as as the day goes on, you know, you arrived early in the morning anyway, maybe you know nine o'clock or something like that. As noon rolls around, uh, they've got everybody gathered up outside. A couple of you, like they, for each person, they've given you your um, your tent, your pillows. There's some packages of food, and um, that they give you. You notice that, uh, and much to uh, your chagrin, everyone else notices this as, as well. They're passing out some, you know, basic stuff for people to cook. There is grits. There's bottles of water that are provided. There are, um, you know, just easy cooked foods. And then, like, you guys, since you guys are packing the, the artifact, you're getting, like, way better food and stuff like that. Like, you get a pack of, you get, a, you get actual eggs instead of a mix. You get, um, bratwurst. You get, um. So they actually you, give, like, perishable food. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting, yeah. Well. <laughs> That is a good point, but they're they're kind of giving that to you within the you know they're giving everybody a box or you know something like that to carry their stuff. You you and this is what sets it aside, and this is what everybody else notices too. You get one of those styrofoam coolers, like you would you know you take if you go fishing or something like yeah. that, something something cheap at a gas station, and it's packed and you know. Do-do-do, you open it up and put out the brats, and people are kind of staring at you like, that fucking assholes. You know, so, you know. Why are we fucking assholes? You get the yeah. good shit, and everybody else is eating, like, gruel. Oh. And stuff like that. But, hey, uh, success has, like, has its uh, own rewards, you know what I mean? It's the Pareto principle. 80-20. <laughs> and they take you, uh, they, everybody gathers their equipment up, uh, Darth, you're packing the uh, st- the small propane stove. Your son Justin, he's got the the rest of you know the equipment. You can divvy it up any way you want, and uh, they take you out into the woods. And you're uh, probably shot in the back of the head. <laughs> you're executed, but you do have your phone. And if I remember correctly, you said you had a gun hidden on your your person. Yes, under the no- chain. Nobody searches. Like it's really like search you guys or anything. It's all most people are garbed up uh, a little bit different. Like you know, there's not much room for the imagination. And you know, there's a few people's bags are checked, but uh, your brisk manner and so forth as you go through, nobody really pays you too much attention. Plus, you guys are the uh, the carriers of the artifact. So, as everyone, Trying Mark, to the seven dead deserves this artifact. It's, yeah, it's, it's delicious, every, delicious bratwurst artifact. As everybody marches, these like fifty to seventy people, we'll leave it vague and ambiguous. As everyone marches off into the woods, you see groups starting to splinter off. So you'll see one, one or two members of the live game staff like take five groups, like the ones that uh, like competed against each other. Because you guys are, really aren't the only ones, and I, I don't think I made this clear, like. Each of the groups, there's several artifacts that's been given out, but with you in your group, you're the only one that, you know, gets the artifact. So they'll take one whole group of like five or six groups and they'll go off in one direction. And then another will break off and your group finally, they take it to a, uh, a clearing in the woods. And it's, so it's you and the six groups. So you have like the, the elves, the dwarves, the human, the rose gloom knights who are still shooting daggers into your back. 
and um, we are grinning at them. Yeah, everyone else. So the live game staff uh, passes out the walkie-talkies and makes sure everybody has their RFIDs on their wrists, and you notice that they're kind of um, – they mention to you and they show you an example there. They go, listen, like if you remove the adhesive from this, it changes the color of the band. So if you tried to put this back together, like say you go out of bounds and then you come back in bounds, like uh, when we check your band, we'll know that – you know, it's been tampered with. So leave them on. Uh, we're going to give you guys. I'm pretty sure there's only one of us that would try to break the rules here. And I look directly at Darth's character when I say that. <laughs> I have not broken any rules. It's true. We're I mean, I'm, people, I'm, I'm the only one who probably would. Yeah, I've had other people break rules for me. Mm. True. We're going to give you guys. Uh, the rest of the evening to get settled in talk amongst yourselves go ahead and uh i know that uh we've met all we've all met in the great hall and one of the employees literally does the finger quotation like when he does that but uh these people are going to be fighting with you so get to get to know them uh the festivities will start sometime tomorrow uh and yeah so is there any questions before we head back no, I don't think so. Okay, well... Um, I'm still pretty hazy on how points are scored. <coughs> okay. He actually just coughs and walks away. <laughs> no, that, listen, just make it look good. Like, we're kind of make. like, he looks around. Uh, do you... Eh, with your reassurance, like, the skills that you have in reassurance, he kind of looks around and he goes, listen... Like make it look good. If like if you're if you're slinging combat, uh, try to connect. Uh, make it look good. We really like. There's some gray areas as far as judging goes. So just kind of keep that to yourself. Uh, if you're casting magic and stuff like that, uh, I noticed that great show with the uh, the note card. If you if you have any bean bags or whatever you got, if you're casting spells and and radio in and do that, like anything that you can do that is more theatric, will help you. Like the judges get the final the final say, and right. you know, somebody out, you know, out motherfucker out motherfucker some motherfucker. Then and you know it's kind of crash language for him. But if anybody if anybody outdoes you, then you know they're they get it. But just. Just be theatrical. There's, there's cameras on you, even now. And he just kind of just looks around, but not in one particular place. Uh, and he steps back. Goes, so good luck, noble adventurers. Bring kingdom. I could bring kingdom. Bring kingdom to the glory. I mean, bring glory to the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that actually was it. That happened. Yeah. <laughs> Freudian. So with an awkward, like, fist over the heart. Uh, the uh, remaining live game staffers go off. So, got a, I would like to kind of. I was not being paid to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, it's like Gen Con. At Gen Con, they have volunteers who work hard, and I'm sure they get like some kickback. But there's like, most likely they get free hotel. I actually, I think they do get something like that. I'd have to ask to be sure, but That's like what they've done at the cons, I, I I've known people like who work that they they got free hotel, which is a pretty good deal. So, oh yeah, because I paid close to six hundred dollars for mine or seven. Yeah, I mean, like usually they're like 
quarter of the room, but it's still like you can go to Gen Con and you don't shell out like a shit ton of money. And, and then you like work a shift and then you have time to do stuff. Uh, so out of character, I do want to get to the nightfall scene, which we can kind of do. So you guys, um, everybody's kind of each group is pulled off into their own separate area of this little clearing. There's some, there's some trees, you know, further out from you guys, but you're kind of in a more so cleared area and you can actually see some effort has been made for, for the area that you're at because I mean, for God's sake, they give you, they've given you like implements of fire and so forth. So you can, you can tell that this area of the woods, like for starters, they picked an area that was, you know, it's not as dense, not as dense, and then like you don't really notice many le- like piles of leaves or like you know sticks or stuff like that on the ground. It looks like like this area has literally been raked and stuff like that. And there is, um, or you see some pre-built uh, hearths for uh, you know like little circles for you to build fires in and so forth like that. Which funny story. Never do that with sandstone. Oh God, no! I didn't know that, Chris. And it had like sandstone. Darth has air pockets in it. And what does the air do when it gets hot? It, yeah, no, sandstone explodes. Oh yeah. God! So when I was camping, sixteen years old, and a bunch of us are gathered around a fire, like drinking and like um, roasting marshmallows or whatever you do on camping trips, and then the rocks started exploding in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it sounded like a small caliber, like a twenty-two rifle going off. The- <laughs> and it would have probably done almost as much damage as a twenty-two bullet if it hit you. It hit. It hit one of the guys, but he. I'm sorry, listeners at home. I got to say this. He literally stole a chicken from his dad and killed it and skinned it and brought it up there for us to cook. So he was his country as shit. The rock didn't hurt him, but like nice. he was capable of feeling pain before he was so country. He was so country, he was 90% tobacco spit. By the way, um, yeah. I'm going to converse with the rest of the party and find out what their opinion is of sharing out the bounty of all this perishable food with all the other players in our little group. Ooh, good idea. And being like, listen, we can like score major brownie points, and also I don't want to carry all this shit tomorrow, and it's going to go bad in like 12 hours. Well, we've got, a cool, we've got the ice packs, and this thing's always... This whole thing's only supposed to last a few, two I, days at most. Yeah. Well, you yeah. were also you were also mentioned that there would be people around in the evening of the next day to, you know, get people restocked and stuff like that. They they can't put you through cruel and unusual punishment, so there'd be people checking on you at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I mean, I suspect we're going to keep getting like restocks of these rations, so we might as well share the share the love, you know, or earn some goodwill. A little bit of it. I think we deserve what we got. I mean, obviously we are not going to share it with the Knights of Rose Blue. Oh, fuck those. Uh, Jane, what do you think? Um, yeah, no, uh, we should keep them to ourselves. We work pretty hard for these things. <laughs> so we have uh, two for yay and then one for nay. I mean... It, it's like the same thing that's been going on every session. Yeah. One person who's all for one thing, one person who's all for another thing, and then me in the middle. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, it's just like my character also doesn't want to doesn't want to ruck around with a bunch of like 
raw bratwursts and eggs and like yeah heads of lettuce in his all right let's let's have a good dinner then find the the closest person the closest tent and offer them some okay okay all right that's good and on a side note, I haven't got to play on these yet, but on your character sheets, there is a risk factor, which is the uh, within a gumshoe game. And like I said, this is why I, I really love this system. But uh, this is the excuse that I have to make you do stupid stuff. Like, in, like for example, Darth, and you've been playing that. You guys played this up quite well just now. Your character's risk factor is vengeful. Uh uh, Chris, your character's risk factor is skeptical, and then, no, I'm, I'm curious. Or you're curious, and I guess Sean's skeptical. I yeah, that's the wrong one, and stuff like that. Which, you know, I like the simple fact that you were being skeptical about giving them food and stuff like that too. So, I like the fact that you're playing up your characters without me having to go. Hmm, this is <laughs> this is yeah. the apparatus. Yeah, I, I read over the Dave character sheet, and I was like, yeah, I think I have a pretty good idea how to play this guy. Mm-hmm. I made that one particular for you. I was what? No. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I'm sure you made the psychic character particularly for me. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, for Sean and Aaron, it was up in the air. Yeah. But, um, so, we're going to, like, so is it going to take, uh, is it going to take all of you to cook, or do you want to, like, you have free reins of the woods right now. Do you want to smooth? Do you like? Do you want to get a lay of the land? Do you want to uh, prepare your gear? I mean, you just tell me what you're going to do, and then we'll narrate that, and then go to the uh, the uh, closing scene for the scenes for this session. Um. Oh yeah, I, I'll I'll take on the on the cooking. These guys don't know how to cook for shit. So uh, I'm going to set up the area around our camp to make sure we know if people are coming to get us. That's a good idea. Okay. Since, uh, Dave, you're the one who wants to uh, give food to people, I suggest you be the one to go out. I will I will go forth and with a string of rappers, like, I will bring along all the stuff that we don't eat and be like, hey, dudes, cook it up. Let's have a cook-up. And I will go from campfire to campfire. Just and, for... Uh, for clarification purposes, are you fi- are you sharing your food with one group, or are you sharing your food with the other three groups that are not uh, or the other four groups that are not the Rose Gloom Knights? Yeah, basically, I'm going to go like and share it out. I mean, I, I think you should share it so that one group is fed well, as opposed to a bunch of groups getting fed shittily. All right, okay. so I'll go feed the um, the dwarves. The dwarves. Okay, so the one that you did the hearty. Yeah, makes man, sense. Man, the hearty man shake. Yes, hearty man shake. I wish it was almost like a scene from Predator when, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like uh, Carl uh, Carl Weathers, like Dylan, you son of a bitch, and it's like this big massive muscles. But um, anyway, that's just me. With a lot, more, it's like that, but with a lot more flab. <laughs> it's like that with bat wings. <laughs> flat, flat, flat. Yes. <laughs> I will go to beat the dwarves. I think I think I'm gonna row this I'm going to row uh, <laughs> on that. So Chris uh, as you are how are you gonna be setting up the traps? Are our traps what kind of uh, setup are you going to 
be using to alert you of somebody's presence? Like, what? How would you do this? I'm trying to decide on whether infiltration or mechanics would work better. Hmm. Well, with mechanics, I think I think mechanics would definitely be. I would accept mechanics. I would I would accept uh, uh, infiltration. Definitely would. And I, this one, this game here doesn't have outdoors. I was. I guess I'm thinking of. Um, that's uh, trail. That's no. That's that's Delta Green. I played Delta Green last night. I think I'm still stuck in Delta Green. Okay. Uh, so with mechanics, what you have uh, decided to do is uh, with the stuff that you are getting from the cooler, like the uh, cans of food and all that that you're preparing, and the stuff that everyone else has uh, kind of discarded into the waste. Bag, like trash bags that they have kind of left, you know, waste not, want not kind of stuff around the camp area. You dig through and you're getting out cans and so forth, and you're going to use, uh, hmm, you don't really have string, but you look around in the woods for a little bit and you come, you find a uh, willow tree. If you, if it, are you guys familiar with a willow tree? Yes. yes. You find a willow tree. So you get it, you, pull off several of those and then looking around a little bit further you see uh, grape uh, wild grapevines that grow up in the trees and you pull one down so you've got either something that you know you can you can string the cans together and have them make noise and uh, you know you could make trip lines or whatnot and that's that's when you see you see something um as you're going through the woods, you have an uneasy feeling after a while. Like you, you can hear people talking and laughing, but as you keep looking for stuff, you go a little further out into the woods, a little away from everyone, and you get the uh, odd feeling that you're you're being watched. And oh, it's great. And with you being our resident psychic, it. It's different. It's not like I'm sitting here and somebody's looking at me and I feel uncomfortable and I turn around and I see somebody looking at me. It's like you feel, I don't know, it, it feels big. It feels, it feels like there's a giant. Like, like something. Yeah. Like someone is stepping on my grave sort of thing. Yeah. Do you want to, uh, uh, so what are you, what are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend points to go crazy. Oh, you're going. Oh, <laughs> so you're gonna what? you're gonna spend two points to tap to tap into your psychic. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good. Because for a second I thought this was counterintuitive. <laughs> oh shit! This is my like my my so, third critical of the night. All right. So spend your two first off. Yeah, for, I did. Okay. And typically the way and you know this rule these rules because you made me do the same rows when you did yep. the last for yourself game. But essentially like when you open yourself up, it's kinda like that need see when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you kind of deal. You you feel something you you can't really tell where it is, it just—it seems like at one moment, like like you feel like this extreme hate off to your left, 
and then a moment later you feel like you it's moved and it's over to your right it's almost like it just seems like it's it's bouncing around but it feels it feels old it feels it feels hungry it feels like you're you're just get your your washed with emotions and um so how does how does your character react to this um should I make a stability check? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. I mean, you're 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 feeling essentially. You're. It's almost like you're feeling an alien consciousness. The feeling is coming back to you, Chris. The feeling at the car wreck. When, oh shit! When you were, when you were feeling disappointed and and like angry that the events turned out like they did, and this time it's it's kind of the same, but you feel. Excitement. You feel malice. You feel you feel like the mouse would feel if it looked up and saw the cat grinning down at it. So, what did you roll? Um, one, one, and I didn't spend any points. Oh my! Ooh. Oh boy! Ooh! Now, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to apologize to the people of Pale Green Press. When we did this last week, on the last recording, I said that they did not have any uh, – there wasn't really a stability chart or anything like that. And I was completely wrong. There is one in the book. Let me find that real quick. Sorry for the good radio. Shoot. Let's see. Modifier. If all right, so that would be. Hold on, I apologize. I should have had this page bookmarked. Tests. I've almost got it. There's damage. Okay. <laughs> Chris, that would be a three stability loss. You see a. It's like I'm using the same description of you see a supernatural creature from a distance. So that's three to stability. Well, if I had spent three points. I would have uh, barely passed that. So either way, I was fucked. Yeah. Well, but as you kind of swoon over this, it's just like it hits you in a wave of all these emotions. You feel, you feel, God, it feels like you're salivating in a way, like Pavlovian and salivating here. And uh, you take a few steps back and, you feel something softly squish beneath your foot. Like, I don't know, it's, it's firm yet it gets slightly squishy. You look down and, uh, your nice, uh, suede covered, um, uh, slipper, would it be slippers? I guess you'd probably wore boots in the woods, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, I, we've already point, pointed out that I, I barely worked on my costume. Yeah. You, you, like you see like blood kind of squish up over the lip of your shoe and around it and you lift your foot up disgustingly and you guess it's a looks like a raccoon or a possum or something like that it's just you find a mangled uh, animal just, it's it's more gore than actually fur or discernible stuff you see hair mixed in with it but it it looks like something almost like 
picked it up, chewed it up, and spit it out kind of deal. It's like it's really disgusting. Uh. So, how would you handle that one? Um, no more stability checks. You've already yeah, no, somebody. I'm reeling. Uh, I'll lean over behind. Uh, like I'll, I'll lean up against a tree and throw up. Okay. Because this is disgusting. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll walk back to the camp, just uh, visibly shaken. All right. So you have your uh, your willows and your grapevine and all that. Uh, I would assume probably the first person you see while Darth is passing out the food to the dwarves and getting the good cheer on is uh, uh, that would be uh, dwarves have ale. I beg your pardon. Do the dwarves have ale? Oh, <laughs> no. Though you do see uh, the man that you class fit like hands with earlier. He's like, he kind of like as you bring the food over and he thanks you and stuff like that. He, you see him reach down into like his boots, like so he, he's kind of wearing like cowboy boots almost. He reaches down at like the inside of it and pulls out a, a hip flask <laughs> they never check down here and he, he opens up the flask and I kind of looks around real quick and look, and tips his head down and takes a quick little shot and hands it over to you indeed <laughs> wait wait are you in the area where we are he's or is this a I separate scene he's, I am over yeah, he's over in the other camping area. I mean, it's still Damn. in the same general vicinity. All right. Well, uh, Cerise pulls a flask out of her own boots. <laughs> and is just, like, nursing it. Go, that. You see Cerise uh, taking a rather long hit from that, uh, that flask that you were aware that she had on her. Uh, she looks kind of pale. She's carrying some stuff. Like, what are you going to do? Sean? I'm not there. I'm sorry, I yeah. use your character name. Jane? <laughs> uh, you see you see Cerise emerge from the woods with uh, an armload of uh, grapevine and willow saplings, like branch things, and she looks visibly shaken as she takes a long pull from her hip flask that she keeps hidden in her boot. Um, okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pearl girl code and like kind of, like, Put down the bean can of beans I was warming up for a bit, and um, yeah, uh, say and say, uh, hey, are you all right? Yeah, no, I, I, because uh, you don't look all yeah, right. I, 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 I'm, I, I just stepped in something. Right. Um. Let's see here. I'm going to take a quick look. Is there anything on her boots? <laughs> Blood? Blood and fur? Uh, did you step in a raccoon? <laughs> did you step in a raccoon? I used my points in, in trivia to know the innards of a raccoon. <laughs> it, I couldn't tell. Oh. She just oh. takes another drink. Oh my god. Just shudders. <sighs> oh, you poor thing. I offer, you? And I offer her some warmed over beans. <laughs> Thank you. 
It's a. Uh... The woods are creepy. The woods are really creepy at night. No shit. I'm a. I'm a city girl for the most part, so. Uh... She just kind of like jangles these things. I feel like there's something out there, so uh, we should probably set up a barrier. Well, wait, what, 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 what? I don't know. Just Stay listen, Jane. I'm just spooked. Can, can you like? I'm I'm, I'm spooked. What? It's spooky out. Can we like do this? Just in case someone oh, tries to no. walk. Um, and um. Okay, what did you step in for real this time? I don't know. It was gore. It was gross. Holy shit. Um uh right. Do you uh, know okay, so imagine a meatball. No, god damn it. Um I and um I look around and see if we have the walkie-talkie that they gave us. I have it. Damn it. Give me the walkie-talkie. I, I pass it over to to you. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I, I put it up to my face, um, um, and I try to say, "Hello, is anyone there?" You you hit that in a few moments. Uh, a voice comes back, like, uh, "Yes, live game, uh, live game staff. Uh, is is there a problem? Do you have a spell you want to cast?" <laughs> it's a little early. It's a little early right now, you know. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I think we found a dead animal or something on the premises. It's the woods, sir. Okay. That well, you know, it's all there's, there's no the, worry about like animal disease or anything around here, is there? No, but like for starters, sir, like the only most of, the only predators in this in this park right now, like. It's not even black predators. Well, it's the woods. I mean, what the hell do you expect? It's sitting in the Ramada. Like, no, seriously. Like, there's owls or stuff like that. Like, animals die. Like, I wouldn't be too freaked out. There's no big predators. There's no wolves. There's no. There's never been. There haven't been bears in this part of the of the country for like decades and stuff like that. Like, we have. Um, Live Games uh, Entertainment has thoroughly scoured this area. We've got people set up around the perimeter. Uh, like, there's the only things that get in here are going to fly in here, and there's nothing that's going to fly in here that's going to going to pose a problem to you. I mean, what you found, uh, I mean, it's the only predators Live Game Entertainment permits on the premises. <laughs> oh God, it's a circle of life, man. <sighs> well, you really should have checked better. I think someone just, I think one of our, our people just stepped in a corpse. Could you check it out in the morning? Oh, for the love of God. Like, not a dead person, like a dead thing. It's not that bad, Jane. Uh, How big was it? And I'm, I, I'm ta- talking to you, uh, yeah, Chris. Yeah, no, like, like it, it was just, it was just gross, that's all. It's, I'll, I'll be fine. Listen, there's sanitary concerns here. I understand. Listen, we'll, we, you'll hear a guy in a better, you know, we'll send somebody out. They'll be there. You'll hear a four wheeler. They're going to take the trail there. They're, they'll come by. If there's something out there that's dead, it, you know, I, we appreciate you calling in. Uh, 
just didn't expect that. We'll we'll remove it. Uh, we don't need that around gameplay. And you know, okay, great, because this is ruining my experience. Yeah, it, well, Carry On brings in predators anyway, so I mean, we'll, we'll take care of it. But uh, thank you, sir, uh, ma'am. Excuse Madam, me. thank ma'am. you. I'm, I'm sorry. The walkie-talkie quad. <laughs> As he mumbled yeah. some of his words. You don't click off a walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All somehow, right. despite the fact that the walkie-talkie is over, you just know that somewhere in, like, a mobile office somewhere, some guy is turning to another guy and being like, fucking city people. Mm-hmm. God damn it, they find a dead possum. Anyway, uh, Chris, you mentioned beforehand you were wanting to use mechanics. How much are you wanting to spend to uh, to uh, secure your perimeter with your... I am so sorry you had to go through that, by the way. It happened. So sorry. All right, um, so you two. Which would be more interesting? If I didn't spend any points and just did a random roll or I spent both my points? Of mechanics? Yeah. Why? To basically build up a, um, a, a tin can. I mean, I feel like it would be more interesting if you spent both your points because then we might actually hear something out in the woods and go investigate. Out of character, if my understanding is correct. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, too, Chris. The um, since this one spins so late, you wouldn't be wouldn't have access probably to your uh, mechanics abilities later. But all general abilities refresh after a night of quiet rest. Is that? Oh, oh yeah. No, you're right. So yeah, no we're totally going to get that in a horror game. Actually, I believe yeah. it's that refresh <laughs> 24 yeah. hours without using them. Yeah, that would be true. Yeah. Twenty-four hours. So, yeah, I'll spend both. Okay, uh, that is a six total. Okay, so little known fact: I'm rolling hot, except for for everything, except sanity. Little known well, fact: Cerise's middle name is MacGyver. <laughs> so, like, and, and when you when you first started it, and like Jane was little doubtful of how well you were going to do that but you take the vine which is i don't know if you've ever seen grapevine but it is pretty hardy so you end up uh through tying it up and staking it off you've made a few trip lines with it you've taken cans and uh use the saplings to string them up and hang them in surrounding bushes and trees and stuff like that so whenever people go walking you know, they they'll hit it and then ting 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 stuff like that. Uh, Darth, I haven't checked with you. Is there anything else you want to do before the group settles in? Um, I'm basically just like hanging out with the dwarves and being like, "Meet us on this spot, and we shall sally forth against the foe." Fuck. In the morning, at like ten o'clock. All right. Yeah. So where the hell's Justin? Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> you forgot your son. <laughs> You've abandoned your boy. You, you you look around and you don't see him in your immediate vicinity, and you have I, that. I thought he was camp. Well, you can see camp from like you. You guys aren't like far, far away. He's not over next to Jane and Cerise, and Which is uh, where he was. I can swear when I left. So you, you for a moment you feel that heavy rain. <gasps> Jason? Jason! John! John! <laughs> and it, 
and so you you kind of panically you run around for a second. Do you call his name? Yes, Sean. Sean <laughs> or Justin. <laughs> you, uh, Jesus, Dad, I'm over here, and you see him like he's uh, just over with a group of people, and he's talking, and you see that it is. Lo and behold, uh, trying to get, let me get the name. The Rose Gloom Knights. Yeah, it's Rose Gloom. I'm trying <sighs> It's the girl's name. What was her name? I had it. Hold on. Too many pages. She oh, my God. To- that's worse than finding him dead. <laughs> you see him talking. You see him oh talking. God, to, you could have a disease. He's talking to Sally Callow. She's not with the rest of the group, but you see her. You see her. And him just kind of sitting, not sitting there, but she, she's talking to him and kind of just like Justin, get the hell back to camp. Don't associate with these dogs. Yeah, the only disease he's going to pick up is poor narrative construction. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you about World of Darkness, Justin? Dad, probably MRSA. <laughs> Dad, we're just talking. God, they'll corrupt you, boy. They'll corrupt Dad. you with the devil. <sighs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Sally. I'll t- I'll talk to you later. Anyway. I'm not actually saying they'll corrupt you with the devil, but I'm just no. being like, what the fuck, Justin? Like, don't associate with these people. They she, are our enemies. She, they are she, the enemy. She looks at you and smiles a little bit and walks off, And ju- but Justin doesn't see it because he's stomping towards you. He's like, God damn it, Dad. I was just talking. There's nothing wrong. I mean, we're on the same side. No, we're not. <laughs> Those people... Are just as much the enemy as the as the dang orcs, Justin. Oh. Don't associate with. They're almost those. as bad as Jane. God, Dad, you embarrassed me. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I heard that. You never. You bad always... enough that you're playing a rogue. Don't go associating with them too. Whatever, and he just does that. <sighs> And just throws his head down and stomps yeah. off back towards you. Driving him away into the woods where he will be devoured. <laughs> Great. So, I want to do one last thing here, real quick. We're going to wrap it up. So, Jane, I guess I would assume, stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jane, you go ahead and cook up what food you have and pass it out to everybody on Dixie plates and uh, pass around the bottles of water. And everybody is sitting there. You see Justin sitting a Here, little further. Have these, have, have these berries and fruits that I prepared picked from yonder um, bushes. Oh, uh, my God, Jane. No one's around. <laughs> That's no excuse to not practice. You know, he, he looks up at you. He goes, thanks. I'm, 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 thanks, Jane. I'm, I'm, I'm not hungry. But, but thank you. And he just kind of... Looks down and you see him. He's got a stick and he's just kind of poking the dirt. He's just uh, drawing the words: "Kill my father, marry my mother, kill uh, my father." What is your stability right now, Jane? Um, my stability is currently nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Okay. Uh, Jane, as you, uh, you. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's your eyes playing tricks on you. You don't know. You're, you're at the moment. Like, I'm really worried that he that one of the rose bloom bunch tried to flirt with him and like kind of messed him up a little. Yeah, they're corrupting us. They're corrupting God. him. Stupid I'm sure it's vampire orgy corrupting us. Yeah. You see, you you look around and you can see 
like scattered throughout this camping area. There's like the other group is there's another group beside you, and then there's another group beside them. But there are all the line, all the all the campfires, and all the groups are gathered, like as straight as the line could be. But like not everyone's bunched up. You get what I'm saying? It's like one, and there's one beside it, like like you know, twenty five foot, and then there's another one, twenty five foot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And as you look over to the, uh, is it the humans? Uh, no, the dwarves. Are they the ones that's, part, that's camped next to us, Darth? Dwarves uh, are the friends. Yes, yeah. the dwarves are our friends. You look over there. They are the when the actual monsters come. Okay. And Jane, when you when you look over there, Jane, you, you, you see them all. They kind of, like, you catch a, one of the guys looks up and holds up a brought worse on a stick on a on a stick and just kind of grins and nods his head to you and uh, an acknowledgement mm-hmm. and when he leans his head forward and it must be the campfire playing with you but you you see his eyes they, they look like they light up for a brief second when he looks down and then when he looks back up at you he's still smiling and and takes a big bite out of the um out of the brought worse and just grins and goes back to talking with the rest of his group Soon this will be your flesh. Okay. So um, I, I that's not a stability check. I mean, it's a, it could be anything. Yeah. Me. No, I think he's a weirdo now. <laughs> that's just spooky. A little spooky. God, You're out in the woods. I need this thing too revealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's just beards being neckbeards. Anything you're gonna do before you go to bed, and we end the session, guys. Um, no, that's it. I, I actually, like, scurry off to my freaking tent. I would like to, um... Crack open, crack open the latest King Cruella Chronicles book that I brought. Okay. <laughs> Have you actually read that? Because uh, I like that book. Um, I've read the first one. I'm working through the second one now. All what right. is the wise man's fear? <laughs> exactly. It's the shape of the wind. <laughs> well, unless anyone else has anything else to do. Um... Go ahead. Dave would like to uh, douse himself in holy water and oil and carve the symbols of the holy symbols of various faiths into his skin. So you splash old spice on you and then just like scratch your arms. <laughs> he got drunk and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got drunk and just like you know scratched. He says that these these are holy symbols when he just fell down in the woods. I mean, I was saying that as an out of character joke, but in reality, yeah, that that's even funnier. So, so you are kind of. You, you tripped. Say, you tripped ahead. on a trip wire. I, I tripped. Um, you hear a thump. No, I was going to go with that anyway. You just are hear you? a thump from the other side of camp, and then Dave cursing loudly. <laughs> Cerise just fucking bolts upright. <laughs> Full on deer in the headlights, like yeah, like no, me when up. anyone I when anyone touches me when I don't think they're I'm about to be touched. <laughs> I really wish I could reach through the screen and just tap you on the shoulder right now. Yeah, no, please don't do that because it's it's not a good scene. <laughs> that, well, for one, that would indicate that I had some disturbing supernatural powers. I mean, oh, even God, if you were in the room and you did that to me, and I wasn't, and like I knew you were in the room and you still did that to me, I'd still fucking like. <laughs> I'm very jumpy, guys. I'm very <laughs> jumpy. <laughs> So with that, as as Dave takes a sharpie and writes his holy symbols of his character on his forearms and stuff and prepares for the battle in the morning, we will go ahead and say that everyone goes to sleep and we'll 
pick up in the morning with the next session. All right. So, All right, guys, break. Yeah. So, <laughs> unless you're like I said, there's anything else. Otherwise, we'll just call it at this. And uh, first off, didn't like I know I mentioned this beforehand. Didn't think this would take that long, but enjoyed where it went. Uh, any questions, comments, or suggestions? I, I thought it was an interesting way of using investigative skills to mm-hmm. uh, manipulate a die roll that would. In, in and of itself was utterly arbitrary. All I can think of is we've used so many points, we're all gonna die, you guys. Oh, we're <laughs> fucked. We're super <laughs> fucked. Well, I you, encourage everyone to spend points. So <laughs> you were using academic and investigative abilities for the most part, so I mean, like, when it comes to, you know, fleeing or whatever, you still have your points, but uh, Yeah, no, uh, I... I was making a point to use skills that I don't think will be very useful. I, you were pretty much like the way the way it's designed, just to throw us out there. Like, oh, by the way, did I get my dragon points back from last game? Yeah, yeah, you 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 will get those back. Yeah, uh, so you'll have them next session. So pretty much what was going to happen was you were going to, regardless of what you did, the uh, Rose Groom Knights. They were going to cast brain drain on you, and it was going to decrease your persuasion by fifteen points. And you were technically, like, even the way the scenario was written, you all were going to lose. But through a combination of uh, planning false evidence on somebody, <laughs> through nobody saw that coming, a critical success on a filch check to drop something off and instill the card to give yourself an unfair advantage against the rest of them. Uh, and a excellent uh, presentation and NFL breakthrough the banner <laughs> entrance. Like, I don't see how I could say that you lost. That would be completely railroady if I was like, nope, don't matter. You fucking lost. <laughs> I do want to point out, guys, all of those things were direct actions of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was some help. We provided support. I, yeah, but- I was the one who came up with the whole plan for, you know, Framing them for drugs. For drugs. <laughs> By the way, I just realized something, which is that in the movie of this, the rose, the rose crown knights are now instead of being like the jock, uh, the jock winners, they are clearly the lovable underdogs, and we are the Cobra Kai. Yeah. No, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say that if because of all this point spend we actually die, I think we deserve it. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean guys, I don't know what you're talking about. We're a ragtag bunch of misfits. Yeah, I know I'm just saying though, like objectively, it's supposed to be you're the ragtag misfits and the Rosebloom Knights are the Cobra Kai. Alright. We flipped that on a <laughs> Because we managed to steal their fucking cheating item from them. Yeah, yes, right. and then cheat further at them. So I was going to basically give you guys just uh, describe this before I stopped the recording too, and I want to read something to you. So obviously, you know, you picked out your nemesis that was pointed out in this scenario. Now let me share this with you because I only really intended on giving each person uh, like two rows to do something and stuff like that, which we pretty much did. Um, and I did not expect Sean to go out to the car. It was supposed to be the big surprise that, oh, all your shit's taken. So that kind of, like having the <laughs> forlorn knowledge and all that kind of helped everybody out. But here's what it says. 
Sabotage attempts undertaken during the rehearsal phase may involve some tricky, uh, tricky time management. You have to keep track of how much the game time their actions against the other participants might take up. Subtract the game time from the ultimate of real time, which I was paying attention to, that the PCs had to prepare a petition to the Dragon Lord. Whether a sabotage attempt succeeds depends on what the PCs do and how well they do it. Well, the effect of their efforts will probably be obvious from context. If not, the attempt does not particularly hamper the targeted team. Kind of like Darth's uh, like handshake deal. If the PCs get caught engaging in sabotage, they lose a challenge. They're supposed to be epic heroes of a shining world, not a pack of underhanded weasels. Here's part <laughs> I really wanted to share with you. More likely than not, the players will deliver an entertaining skit. However, Charles's group, which is the Rose Groom Knights, has an in-game way to sabotage them. In the middle of the PC's presentation, they point their fake red fingernails at the group and cry out, Psychic Drain! Over the PA system, the sound of clattering die is heard. An authoritative voice calls Psychic Drain successful. Each, found the name of the PC group, loses 15%. Their presentation is disrupted and fails. <laughs> so I actively did that to someone else. You you actively did it that no one had to tell you, and furthermore, like technically, unless it was like the most amazing skit of all time, like regardless of what you did, if you had not succeeded that filch check with a six, like you would have failed. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I mean, didn't we? We also critically succeeded the skit too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Like, I, I couldn't say no, and it's like, <laughs> so I would like to apologize for there not being much horror in the horror game, but we had, <laughs> we had a, we had a good time, so. Yeah. No, like, no, this was a lot of fun either way. <laughs> so, and that's, that's, that's what it's all about. So I The like, next session is just going to be fucking mood whiplash, though. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. Kind of like our, our our Red Marcus game when you get, you got somebody from Brooklyn, a hillbilly, and somebody from England playing the same game. It's going to be accent wish like whiplash on that game. Okay, now, Wait, who's from Brooklyn? Oh yeah, I thought Darth's from Brooklyn. Aren't you from Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm from Bronx. Thank you very much. All right, I thought it was, it was dude. I'm sorry. That's what I thought. <laughs> it was a B a question. Oh, go for it, sir. Ask me a question. Yeah. But the actual question I wanted to ask is, why is it that in every scenario we play, we inevitably end up becoming the villain? <laughs> because we're terrible people. <laughs> it's just like, we're awful people. You're player characters. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Cerise did anything too bad. You, you planted <laughs> drugs on somebody. Like, you planted drugs on somebody. I mean... The discretion of a cop. I mean, if I say no to a cop, I know what will happen. <laughs> Are you trying to use my position of authority to get strong personal Listen, I think it fits the context of the game for the simple fact that each one of you all have a dark secret. So, like, like every 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 horror game has like every character has a fatal flaw. Like, you know, the virgin girl makes her own decision and, you know, sleeps with somebody and scream. And then she, you know, is victim territory. Like guys, obviously she has become impure. Yep. Darth, I could definitely see Darth's character doing the, the drug thing for a, he's vengeful and he's already covered up for the guy anyway. Uh, Cerise is a TA. Um, she wants to see what will happen. Yeah. She's curious. 
It, it all works. What happens if I plant drugs on someone? Oh no, no. Her specific reasoning is like I want I I want to find out what will happen if we do really well in the skit, and I think these guys will fuck us over. So you're you're driven, and yeah. The fact of the matter, I think, isn't it illegal to have drugs in an unlabeled container anyway? Oh yeah, no, it's super illegal. So I mean, like the guy, he's at the very best, he's kicked out of the game. At worst, like he's been hauled to the station. So which is I, I sort of, I sort of poignantly was trying to say, just kick him out. Don't like, he's just a dumb kid. True. But eh, worst case scenario, I've ruined his life. <laughs> so anyway, with, on that note, of ruining lives, I would like to thank you for tuning in to the uh, Point Exchange. God damn it, I fucked it up again, Chris. <laughs> Robert D. Laws knows his shit. Ocean in the forest. I got it right. I just was filled with self-doubt. Uh, 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 Adam, we're still on. Okay. I can edit. <laughs> All right. Anyway. No, keep this in. Keep this in. I probably will, but uh, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you or see you next time. Cheers.